got the pounder? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want the double, the trip. I want the pound. Like, how many patties can y'all put on here? Bro, in the days where I was, cause I don't smoke anymore, yeah. but the days where I was getting. Juice I got the juice for real. 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 This right here is gonna pay my bills. This right here is gonna pay my bills. This right here get your late chill. This right here get your late chill. I found a secret, I know that it's confidence. Do this for my team, ain't no need for acknowledgement. I see that you keep me, cause I got a lot of hits. I got a lot of hits. They said I got a lot of hits. One track, I just give them that. Another track, I just give them this. They like when a nigga rap. But I got some other gifts. These are all that they want to tag. Eat Burger King food. It's a McDonald's directly across the street. On my lunch break, I would go eat McDonald's and then come back and eat Burger King. <laughs> That's a problem, bro. Like, people don't understand. Fast food is really addictive. Yeah. Like it's really is, yeah. It really is. It's right. There's just there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. A very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. Please do not forget to follow us. At ALW Pod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Yes, it is our Earl Lonnie Hooks. Today we have Shiffy P. Doe. I love spelling this. I've done this a few What's times. What's going on? S H I double F Y space capital P dot space capital D O E E. Don't forget the two E's. Don't forget the two E's. Would you like for intents and purposes in this to be called Rashad or Shifty? And you call me whatever, bro. Whatever. All right, let's you, do it. You'd actually know me, so you you can call me Rashad. Okay, you okay, know, cool. Do, yeah, man, my name's Shifty. Yeah, no. Do you, ever, do you ever tell that to people? Nah, I'm Shifty to you. Nah, hell nah. <laughs> hell nah. I'm a regular dude, man. I ain't I ain't on that Hollywood type of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did a... <laughs> I saw when, you, when we did talk about trying to get you on the podcast, and I think... Keon was trying to break it down to you that we were just in no position to have that be the case. And you were just like, oh, this nigga went Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, nah, man, like, we really suck. Like, we really can't do it. (laughs) That's fucking fucking hilarious. How do you feel today, sir? Man, I feel good, man. It's it's good to be back home. Um, Been seeing the loved ones, uh, the lady, man, and uh, just really just kicking it. My birthday was yesterday, so. Hey, very nice. Happy belated. Thank you, brother. Good to Thank see you, you made it around yeah. again. 32, man, you know. I turned 31 January 4th. Oh, word. So I just had mine, too. Okay, happy belated. Yeah, yes. yeah. Thank yeah. You. Thank so you. are you what? You a Capricorn? I am Capricorn. Okay. But so you, I'm, but I'm you, an Aquarius. You're an Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. I know nothing about any of I this I really stuff. don't either. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just cool. Cool All right. shit to ask. Does, does, your, does your girl do any of the, the astrology? astrology? Okay. She's big on that. Okay. Yeah, so what so what does she that. tell you about yourself? Um, I mean, personally looking into it myself, um, Aquarius are generally uh introverted people, mm. which I am. Okay. Um, they're creatives. Okay. Um which you are. Yeah, which I am. So I mean, pretty much what I've seen is it lines up with the type of person that I am. Mm. When did you find out the creative part of yourself? Uh man, bro, I would say 
Shit, since since I was a youngin, bro, like I remember being, man, probably like four or five years old, like leaving voicemails on my grandmother's phone, like rapping Snoop Dogg. Seriously? Seriously. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah. Well, first of all, what'd your grandma have to say about you rapping Snoop on her voicemails? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I mean, she was just happy that you know I would call her. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. 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 You know, granny, true. Granny just wants you to call, have some communication. That's you very see true. Her. That's very true. That's that's pretty much it. That's very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my grandma just. So my grandma yeah, passed yeah, on, on the fifth. I, yeah, I yeah. send my condolences. That's tough, mm-hmm. man. When a granny passed, granny was actually for me the first death that I experienced, uh, and that was when I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took that shit hard, bro. Yeah, how'd you? Did you like? Yeah, how'd you deal with it? Did you? Because I have a, a young sister. She's twenty. Yeah, and and I see what she's dealing with it, and it's you know I mean everybody deals with stuff differently. Yeah. Everybody's at different levels of of understanding and and I don't yeah of just emotional intelligence and yeah. things of that sort. So how did you? Um, I mean it's crazy how life works because like I saw her decline as well as my mom's. Mm. So it's like it progressively got worse. Mm. So it's like you kind of are prepared for it. But you're never really prepared but for it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just take it as it comes. And they say, just take that shit day by day, bro. Yeah. That's, uh, I had a conversation with my father I th- the day after. How's Pops doing? He's, he's doing, he's doing well. You know, it's always difficult to tell, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> You try to stay busy. Yeah. You know, he, right now he's taking a lot of walks. Like yeah. he's just constantly walking, just trying to expel energy. Yeah. You know? And which is probably something maybe the gym has been for like us just getting fucking Man, energy what? out. So, and, and and for me, I know it definitely clears my head and helps me think better when I exercise for sure. 100%. Like when I go to the gym and exercise. Things that I like have been percolating in my mind mm-hmm. just find a way of settling, and I can just see clearly, and I can just like easily look and pick at and understand things much easier. Like when I'm on a stairmaster, for sure, it's yeah, like car- something about cardio. Out when you exactly when you cardio, yeah, exactly. I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, so that helps. So I think he's he's doing a lot of that. I know he's seeing a lot of loved ones. Yeah, he's. Something I've loved is when I was when I was young. So you, your parents are looking at you get older, right? Grandparents, parents, guardians of all sorts, uncles, and but if you have any sort of awareness or wherewithal, you're also seeing them grow. It's that circle of life, right? Yeah. So I remember who my dad was when I was younger, mm-hmm. and he's not that nigga. <laughs> he, he's a completely different person, and he's—I yeah. mean—he's clearly going through a lot. But it's interesting to see older people continue to evolve Definitely. and change in, in new, fascinating ways. Yeah. And so, I say all that to say he's much more open to speaking about things than I remember him being when I was younger. Yeah. So. The the next day, so January sixth, we're talking about you know the passing, and we're you know we're having all sorts of, um, you know remembrances of of her and things that we used to do, parties that we threw for my grandmother, things like that, all sorts of stuff. Right. And we're just sharing stories. Some of them are funny, some are sad, some of them are, you know, sort of contentious depending upon who it is we're talking about. 
you know, because everybody didn't have the best relationship with her. And that's that's yeah. the one that sort of sucks. You know what I mean? And he was saying after his father died. So my grandfather, Earl, also back in I always get this wrong, but I think it was like 2007 or something like that. It was around there somewhere between 2005, 2009. I should definitely know, but I don't. OK. And he said ever since that moment, he was always trying to get himself prepared for his mom to go. In whatever way, shape, or form, you could try to do so. Like maybe you just you just try to run simulations through your mind. Yeah. Like if I come home and I get the call, like what am I going to do? How, how am or, I going to handle it? Yeah, yeah, how am I going to go about it? Like am I going to be the person that starts making all the calls and mm-hmm. you know getting all the the procession in order? Like what what is what am I going to do? And so you think about it, and you think about it, and you think that you contemplating these thoughts gets you ready for it. Yeah. And he was like. Nah. That shit does not get you ready for it. Nah. When he was never, like, when never it prepared, bro. He was like, when it happens, it's real. Yeah. So, and and I, I you know, I I definitely, I definitely can understand that because he's saying even as we're having this conversation right now, Earl, it it just it still doesn't quite. It's still an abstract idea, right? Until it happens, and I I definitely I definitely feel that because I. The day that he goes, I, I'm certain it's going to be a very, very yeah. interesting day for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Very, very. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, when you just have someone that's just, yeah, they've always been there. Let me ask you this. Did mm-hmm. you uh, go visit her, like, right after she passed? Did you go to the hospital? So she passed in the house. Yeah. My mom did too. Yeah, so much. so I went straight. Yeah, like I got the call at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You could barely get the words out. He's like, "We lost her." I was like, yeah. "I'm on the way," and I drove straight there. And I met like the police officers and the funeral attendees like at the door, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was your initial thought, like just walking in to a place like that? I mean, so it it. It sounds, I don't, actually, I don't know how it sounds. It would sound differently to every individual listening to my voice right now, but it, it could come off as, as callous or cold or, or as though I'm lying. Yeah. But I was so at peace with this. That's good, man. I was, yeah. I was at peace with it, but I've, you know, I read this book and I do, I do recommended to people is called how to change your mind is by michael Pollan. okay he's like we'll wrap after this because uh i'm i'm trying to get more into books okay yeah okay i I think i may still have that one in here yeah it's either in here or in my car but this book is mostly about psychedelics it's about psychedelics and what it teaches us about or what the new science about psychedelic teaches us about Death, fear, anxiety, mm-hmm. consciousness, experience, all this sort of stuff. And there is there does seem to be a common trend amongst people that take psychedelic drugs. Um I, I won't I won't say just all people that do, because I have come across people that take it and it's just like a drug to them. Like they're just trying, trying to, get, to high. get high <laughs> and experience fucking paintings moving around on the yeah. walls and feeling euphoria and all sorts of stuff like mm-hmm. that. And maybe having some sex on it, which, you know, clearly shoots you to another galaxy. Yeah. So I like I get that. And I've also experienced all those things as well. But within those things, 
when we talk about an abstract idea, like my dad was saying, this is an abstract idea. It's not real until it happens to you. Mm -hmm. My experience with psychedelics has been that you have your consciousness. You could sort of draw a circle around yourself and what you believe to understand the things that you truly understand and not just understand uh, through like books and words, like on a logical level. You feel that shit in your heart. Like you feel like gravity is real. Yeah. Not just that you kind of understand that there's something called gravity and it keeps us all held down. Like you, you walk through life with a belief that if you jump up in the air, you're not just going to take off. Like you believe that shit in your heart and soul. You believe that most days the sky is going to be blue. There might be some cool crimson colors and some shit going on. Get but the like, cotton candy blend. <laughs> the cotton candy blend, which is dope. Maybe the the the, the sorbet, the sherbet, uh -huh. you know, sunrise or sunset. So you understand these things. And then there's some things that you read or you're going on about life. And you understand on an abstract level, but it's not quite embedded in your soul quite yet. Mm -hmm. So what I've experienced on psychedelics is that it allows your consciousness to sort of expand and absorb those things with, that were just on the outside of what your consciousness just was. You understood it on a regular, on just like a logistical level. And then your consciousness, your mind was able to sort of free itself or expand a bit more. And you were able to feel a whole lot more as well as just, you know, psychologically understand something. Hmm. And then you were able to understand. So for instance, it's like, we're all connected. You hear that yeah. a lot. Like we're all connected. We're all human beings. We're all connected. It's like okay, that's that's like that's a, that sounds nice. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't really know what that feels like until you do something that allows you to get outside of your own ego. So let me ask you this: Do you think that's the reason why people choose to do psychedelics in nature? Because you know. We said that we're all one, so mm -hmm. you could kind of feel, you could feel the trees, you could feel whatever's around you. Yeah, I, I think that that's why that's a huge trend, doing ayahuasca, yeah, ayahuasca magic yeah. mushrooms, all that sort of stuff, and just people being out, feet just in the dirt, mm -hmm. feeling leaves and trees and the, the wind blowing, leaves rustling, all that sort of stuff. I, I believe yeah. that that's a huge thing. Because when I'm out just hiking in general, I feel grounded in that complete peace. Yeah. Every time I'm hiking and I'm going up a mountain and I'm looking off the side of the mountain, every there hasn't been one time. It's sort of like going to the gym and leaving and thinking, I shouldn't have done that. Never happens. Yeah. <laughs> never. You never regret going to the Hell gym. Nah. and like It never seems like that was a bad idea Hell when nah. you leave. So every time I'm up in the mountain, I'm thinking, I should be doing this more. Every single time. I'm just looking out. I feel complete peace. No distractions, and I just feel rooted yeah. and grounded to what seems natural to me. And so, and yeah, natural and real. Yeah. You know, so I, I believe that that's a huge part why people do that. So, death being something that we're all going to do, we're all mm -hmm. going to go through, clearly, that's something that we all understand. Like, we all know that on some level or another. Yeah. Now, there, what I'm saying is that there are degrees of knowing something. Degrees of understanding that. Degrees yeah. of understanding that. So I think, you know, clearly I knew we've known what death is since we were children, mm -hmm. right, to some degree. And then I, I believe through a lot of psychedelic usage, 
which I haven't in a while now, but over the years of psychedelic usage and research and reading and understanding and meditating and just getting into what the ego is, how it drives us, how it sort of skews the way that we look at things, the way we look at ourselves, the way we look at life. Right. And having the the ego excused for periods long enough, like 10 hours a day on, yeah. a, on psilocybin or LSD or whatever, having the ego excused for that long, you just get a deeper relationship with what truly is outside of the way that you want things to be. Right. Or whatever it is you've whatever you see picture things mm-hmm. to be, whatever narrative it is you've spun in your head for whatever the reasons may be. And so when that happens, you kind of get this feeling of like, I'm not afraid. Like I'm not afraid. Like the, the these things, that is nature. We come mm-hmm. and we go and it's beautiful while we're here. And if you get a chance, if you get just a few glimpses of the fact that it's beautiful while we're here, yeah. that's a win. Yep. That's dope. So I was I've just been okay with that idea. So when this time came and my grandma passed and I got the call, I was like, okay, yeah. I'll be over there. Yeah. Because I know I need to come support some people in this house. Right. Because I know that there's some people in this house that have not yeah, had the experience with that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my initial thoughts and feelings, you know. Like being presented with this information, being presented with the people in the house, because yeah. I I just immediately walked in the house and it was clearly not cool. Yeah, you know what? I mean? Which is a funny way of saying it, but it was just clearly just not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like people were clearly not uh, handling it the best of ways. So, so that's that's what that was about. Yeah, man. Once again, my condolences to see your family, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's that is tough, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. tough. Yeah, it is. So you're in here, you're looking fly, man. You know man, what I mean? You're looking man. real strong. I try, bro. You know, you got the gold accents going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? To just get the black skin popping just a little bit more. Hey. What are you, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Because you really man, look like you take care. You look like you're taking care of your hands. Like uh, you get manicures. Fuck no. Oh no? Oh shit. <laughs> I okay. just cut my fingernails. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I came to see my lady. You can't be out here with <laughs> Fucked up fingernails and shit. You know what I'm saying? Got to groom yourself. <laughs> yes, it's been yes. a minute since she's seen me. Yeah. So I had to get right. But uh, as far as taking care of myself, man, I'm a I'm a gym rat. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I work out at least a minimum of five days. Uh, a minimum? Yeah, minimum of five days. When, uh, when it start getting hot outside, I might even do seven. You know what I'm saying? Just to stay trim. But uh, I'm really just getting back. Uh, I had the vid at the beginning of the month, man. Okay. Unfortunately, it took two and a half years, but that shit got me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was down bad for the first couple of days, man. Lost like five pounds. Uh, I mean, still, even right now, my eating habits aren't like how they were before COVID. Mm. Um, I can't eat as much. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, man, just working out. Um, what What are you eating? Like usually. usually. Uh, so I mean. Basic shit, bro. Um, I go through phases where I'm pescatarian. Okay. Um, so I mean, if you don't know what that means, it's just like you eat seafood as your main protein source, no mm-hmm. meats. Um, mm-hmm. even right now, I just do chicken and turkey. Okay. Um, for the most part, I stopped eating pork and beef like years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, just for like shout uh, out the virgin, shout out yeah. the virgin vegan Ryan Richards. Shout you out see? Ryan Richards, man, <laughs> for sure. He on the shit, but uh, just as far as like the digestion things, mm-hmm. um. You know, fish just digest easier. Uh, it digests better. 
mm. uh, than like beef and, and pork and shit. Yeah. So you you feel lighter, bro. Like mm-hmm. when I'm a pescatarian, I just notice that like I just feel lighter. That's the same thing he yeah, said. Yeah, you feel you actually feel it. Like it's it might take a while, but like if you do it consistently and then you put meat back in your body, like since I started eating meat again, yeah. you know, I could feel the difference. Mm-hmm. So, but I was trying to put some weight on, man. I right. had to, I was feeling bony for a while, losing my strength in the gym. So, mm. you know, like I said, man, I transition. Um, I usually do meat from like September until like February. And okay. then from February until the following year is when I get on my pescatarian shit. Uh, so is that is that for trimming? Is that yeah. For, oh, okay, yeah, for trimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah, you. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, bro. So, so for the so you all right. So you're just trying to put on weight. Like, what exactly is that for? As far as like the winter time, um, is that for warmth? It's for a little bit of warmth. But when you gain size and then you cut back down, mm. you look bigger uh, because you put on that muscle mass. Yeah, and when right. you trim it down, like your body looks a lot better. Right. So right, I just right, try right. to pack on as much as I can the right way. Yeah. Um, during those winter months. So when I start cutting down, like the physique will be. How it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So what do you? So I'm hearing you say that you, <laughs> yo, seven days a week, yeah. you look different. You built differently. Man, it's, it's just like we just you. said, bro. It's, it's mentally, mentally, mm-hmm. it helps me out a lot, bro. Like yeah. I feel like I'm a little kid sometimes because I have way too much fucking energy. Like <laughs> for real, bro. Yeah. Like my mind is always on the go, and then it's just like I work out. You know what I'm saying? Come back, chill, and then it's just like three or four hours. I'm like, what's next? Like you know what I'm Damn. saying? Like. I gotta get it in, bro. Right, right. You know, right. I'm I'm blessed to feel that way because some people That's very true. Yeah, some people don't have the energy to do these things. So like for me to have extra energy, I just just take it as it comes, bro. Yeah, you're in a 32. Yeah, yeah. So that's good that you on this track because I feel Definitely. like it's just I mean, I got friends, it's terrible to just be getting older and you haven't got these habits. Yeah. Right? Cause then just the, the older you get, the, the more difficult it's it is gonna to be. To, yeah. It's gonna be, man. And then like once again, I have a lot of people with like health issues in my family. Like uh-huh. my mom passed away because of health issues. My mm-hmm. grandma had diabetes, high blood pressure, kidney failure, all that type of shit runs in my family. Mm-hmm. So is I do what I can yeah. um, to prevent that. I'm not right. perfect, you know what I'm saying? Right. I still smoke my little weed, smoke mm-hmm. my my little cigars <laughs> yeah. here and there, but for the most part, I'm on my shit, man. Yeah, you're yeah. Trying, yeah, you're trying to stick around. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's 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 the way to do it. So, what are you doing in there? Because I'm I'm thinking seven days out the yeah. week, I'm trying to figure out how you're sustaining, like making sure that it's not getting to diminishing returns. So you're clear. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to learn how to split up your muscle groups for right. the most part. Um. So typically what I do is uh, I start my week off with legs, you mm, know, okay. as a man, let me, let me give you a tip as a man, <laughs> do not skip your fucking legs. Yeah. All yeah, right? yeah you don't yeah. want to be top heavy. Yeah. Bony ass legs. And, <laughs> and this is a tip. If you having trouble, like, Niggas with erectile dysfunction and oh. shit like that. You exercise your legs, it gives you a natural testosterone boost. Uh-huh. So your lady will thank you. You know blood, what I'm saying? Blood flow. So that's blood that blood flow. flow. Yeah. So that's the key right there. But uh, I start the week off with legs. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Start the week off with legs. Um. Then I might go to upper body exercise. Um. Might just the next day. Might just do some cardio. Take a rest day, and then I kind of like follow the same routine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But then like. 
if I say I'm working out seven days a week, I'm not going in there killing myself. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah. you do active recovery mm-hmm. or active rest days. So you might just do some light cardio, right? Sauna, you know, stretch, foam rolling, shit oh, okay. like that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you do you do the stretching, the foam oh, rolling. Oh, for sure. Perfect. For perfect, sure. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. man. That's that's another thing I heard you talking about. Niggas just want to go in the gym and get big. <laughs> they don't want to do yoga. You know what I'm saying? They they're not trying to stretch. Like, yeah. nah, brother, you can't do that, man. You gotta yeah, sustainability. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sustainability. Exactly. It's like, yo, being strong is cool. It's cool, bro. yeah. I'm certain there may be a time where you may need to pull yourself up for something or push something on for you mm-hmm. or help somebody. You need that flexibility like, too, brother. But yeah, but as time goes on and you 50, 60 years old, you're yeah. gonna really wish that you had been stretching oh, all of this time. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck oh yeah. my god. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. These, these are good tips. But blood flow for erectile dysfunction. Yeah, bro. Uh, I had okay. a dude when I was actually working at Retro. Um, he told me that you know he was having a little issue with his mm. lady. He went to a doctor and they told him to do that. Uh-huh. Like they asked him, "Do you work out?" He's like, "Yeah, I work out." Like, how do you work out? What do you work out? He's like, "Well, you know, I do everything, but I mean, I don't do my legs." And then the doctor was like, "That's it. Like, start doing your legs and." Come back to me in a couple of weeks and tell me how how different you feel. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up, bro. Damn. Damn. That's remarkable. Yeah. That's a great tip on yeah. this podcast. Like, that is perfect. Definitely. All right. I'm glad to hear it. Now, yeah. you just got back to your lady and all yes. of your loved ones. Yeah. So when we finally got to the point where we could have people on the podcast, mm-hmm. you were gone. <laughs> I was gone, man. So I missed it. So you've been gone. Tell me about you being gone. What exactly that was? Why man. you had to be gone? So uh, for those that don't know, I live in uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, so it's a lot different in here. But you know, I just needed to change, bro. I mean, none more, none less. I just needed to change a mental refresh. Um, by me doing music, I know Seattle is rich in music. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's more like alternative, like that's where like Nirvana, yeah, all that type of shit comes from. I just figured out that Jimi Hendrix is actually from Seattle. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about that, but uh, you go out there, he man. Ba- he bounced around a lot, a lot, yeah, 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 a lot. Um, but he's he's deep rooted in Seattle. But um, as far as like the studios out there, studios everywhere. Um, I sent you some music and you realize how like how different it sounds how clean it is Mm -hmm. um so they take that shit a little more serious um but me bro like sometimes i work better in seclusion Mm -hmm. um it's just better for my mental like i said i'm an introvert by nature anyway right um although i love people you know it's just those certain times where you know, I just, I would rather be by myself. Have you, you know tried doing it the other way? And it was just like, eh, like, y'all niggas, I don't like people being around. Like, yeah, I mean, is yeah, it good I people tr- are I like critiquing it. as you're creating or like, what? Nah, is it? man. Um, some, I actually, I always ask for critiques. That's one thing about me, man. Like, you can't be too sensitive when it comes to creating the art because even though you may do it for you, you still need people to listen. Like, mm. that's how you get your fans. So, right. in a sense, you kind of got to give the people what they want, mm. um, but just do it your way. Yeah. Make sure you're not, quote unquote, selling your soul or trying to sell out just mm. to please everybody. Yeah. But you got to bend a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But um, as far as Seattle, man, it's it's beautiful out there. It's a very scenic place by you liking uh, nature. Mm. Um, I think you will really like it. It's a lot of cool places to hike. Mm. Like where I am, I'm like right by the city. 
Um, and then, you know, you could go like an hour away. You'll be in a mountain somewhere. Yeah, that's what I like. Um, you, I'm right by uh, Portland. Okay. Um, I'm like three hours away from Portland. Um, going the other direction, I'm like three hours away from Canada. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of shit that's around, man, that you could do. I haven't ventured out there yet, but if I wanted to, I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ventured out where specifically? To like... Uh, Portland oh, or okay. Canada. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. stayed stuck. How long have you been out there now? Uh, I left in April. So oh, okay. I've been so out there not... for like 10 months. Oh, okay. So yeah, nine, not, 10 months. Not too long. You've yeah, mostly yeah, been yeah. recording, I guess. I've been recording a lot. So who's out there that you've been recording with? Uh, so I met this one guy. Um, shout out to... Uh, fuck, man. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, shout out to Rob. Uh, that's the guy I've been working with out there. Um crazy crazy talented engineer dude and it's just me looking on google right okay <laughs> me looking on google looking at the reviews saying who got the uh who got the the best quality right um and and that's where i went man and we've been locked in since i got to uh since i got out there yeah so yeah how, how do you know when i mean so you've been working on a particular I mean, well, you also threw out just some Lucy's. Yeah. But you but for the most part, you've been working on a particular project. Man, I've just been recording. Oh, you just yeah, been recording. Just been you recording. just record. Yeah. Okay. I'm just in that zone where I'm just trying to record as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really go into the into the re, uh recording process with like a plan, like, yeah, I'ma create this type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? I just create okay. and whatever I feel like fits best, mm-hmm. sounds good sonically together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's typically how I put the projects together. Okay. Yeah. How, how do you know when... Okay, so I was going to ask you, how do you know when you're done? Because I'm certainly like, I clearly do something Me personally, here. when I when I get that bit of writer's block, like every time, bro, I record or I finish a project, I get writer's block. So it's like, okay, my mind is depleted. Mm. <laughs> I need some time to refresh. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm going to just chill, live life a little bit. I still may listen to like beats okay. and things like that and take notes. But as far as like attempting to write, it's just like, nah. Mm. Yeah, nah. And so what are you doing to refresh? I guess exercising. Exercising, of course. Um, reading. Like I said, I'm trying to get into that more. Um, reading. Uh, just listening to other music, trying to get some ideas. Cause I mean, I'm inspired by every artist. People ask me if I have a favorite artist. I do, but for the most part, I listen to almost everything mm. except country. <laughs> that's, I hear that from so many people. Country is not it for me, bro. That's a it's, very it's specific person. Yeah, really? It's, it's not it. Even though and like- you tried, huh? I've tried, man. <laughs> I mean, people tell me all the time, like it's similar to rap music, you know, because they have their own little lane and niche and lingo and mm-hmm. the type of shit that they like to talk about. But yeah, I need something that's bass heavy, like some oh, okay. snares and shit yeah, in there. Yeah. Like the, yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out Lil Nas X, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. I listen to all sorts. I, I mean, I definitely like my hip hop. Yeah. Um, I don't, I haven't been doing it heavy recently. I've been listening to a lot of J. Cole though. Yeah. Cause you know, I like, I like J. Cole. The I, goat, man. One of the goats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Kendrick, Kendrick is cool. Clearly, uh, one of the goats. Song, song that was, that was, I feel like really looked over on that to Pimp a Butterfly album. Uh, I think it was You Ain't Gotta Lie. 
Everybody go back and listen to You Ain't Gotta Lie. Hilarious song. It's 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 great. It's Man. it's wild the way he did it. But if you know what he's talking about, yep. if you know these people that have just come around you and your friends and just been that person and mm-hmm. just try to lie and get over and just be cool, try be, to fit in, be whoever yeah. it is they think it is you want them to be, which is everything that you don't want them to be. <laughs> you gotta listen. You gotta go back and listen to that song. Yes, sir. You ain't gotta lie to kick it, my nigga. Uh, yep. You, you ain't, ain't gotta, gotta lie. lie. You, you ain't, ain't gotta, gotta lie. lie. Oh my god, you ain't gotta try so hard. Nah, not <laughs> at all, man. Be yourself. That's that's the key I want everybody to know, man. Be yourself, bro. It's it's no one but you in this world. So just be that person. Well, what's funny is so on the last episode, I think, or, or maybe one before, we were talking about what the fuck that means. Yeah. Because when you when you when you're trying to get ladies, when you're a young man, you have older people saying, you just need to be yourself. You need to be confident. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about all this other stuff. And you're like, yo, that is bullshit. Yeah. And what does being yourself mean? And then I just recently had a conversation with someone that that said that they were speaking to someone that they are that is courting them or they're going through something weird, if right. you want to call it a courtship. And the person was saying, hey, listen, I want to let you know that I haven't been quite being my I haven't been quite being myself. So this person that you thought you were being around, that's not really not me. Him. And I just I want you to know that. And this person was like, oh, it's OK. Like, who are the who is the real you? Blah, blah, blah. So now they're, they're in this phase of she's going to try to figure out who the real him is. Hmm. We'll see how it goes. I told her to fill me in on everything. That's interesting. It is interesting. So I mean, did she notice like any weird signs or what? Or he just came to a point where he just like, I'm tired of being a fucking phony. Like, <laughs> I need to show you who the fuck I really am. Like this, this nigga that you're getting is, yeah, he's yeah. I, I think he noticed that she liked him a lot. Yeah, and I guess there was there is you know a human in him that said, "Hey, I see that you like me a lot." I should let you know that you like this persona that I've been putting on for the past few times we've been hanging out. That's not the real me. And so Mm. I don't even know if she if she feels comfortable, comfortable enough going to him and asking who the real person is. But she asked me, who what does that mean exactly? Like, what do you when you asking someone who is the real you? What is a real answer to that? Yeah. And and I was telling her, if you ask most people, I believe you're going to get a long laundry list of just characteristics, circumstantial yeah, characteristics. Oh, I'm funny sometimes and mm-hmm. I'm kind of open minded, but sometimes I like to just be by myself. And, you know, I, I like popcorn at the movies and, <laughs> I, you know, like you're just going to get a bunch of stuff that they're just going to list about themselves or things that they've done. But. Is that a question to who is the realest version of yourself? Like, what does that mean? That's tough. It is. Yeah. A, it can be a very tough question That's if you've tough. never taken time to think about it, yeah. really. So what I told her was that I believe it comes down to intentions because you're constantly changing in small yeah, ways, ball, right? Yeah. So I don't think that going through that laundry list is really all that helpful. Yeah. I think... A question that people should ask themselves, and I told her she should probably ask him, is 
what are your intentions through day-to-day circumstantial conversation with people, right. with interactions with people? Because if if you find yourself with the answers to be as truthful as possible, yeah, right? As far as I'm concerned, there's there's this thing called truth that we have a very hard time tapping into a lot of the time because of ego and shame mm-hmm. and guilt. And these are the type of things that take us away from seeing the truth clearly. So there is a truth that would be the case whether human beings existed or not. Right. Like just a natural truth, the way that things are, it is what it is type of thing. Yeah. Then over top of that, we have our moral codes mm-hmm. as human beings. And then we say, well, if you slap him, that's wrong. You can say that that's a wrong thing to do. Amongst humans, we understand what that means. Right. In just nature, when a lion goes and kills a lion it, or a gazelle, that's that just that's, is. They gotta do it. They that's gotta do what, it. what yeah. it was. That's just natural code. Mm-hmm. Eat, self-sustain. Right. And they're not crying about it later on. Yeah. It's just what it is. So you would say that our moral codes maybe is what differs us from being just primal animals. I listen, this is all philosophy. Yeah, so yeah, who yeah. knows moral philosophy? But I said, in any given moment, if I'm having a conversation or an interaction with someone, there's a truth in between us. Mm-hmm. We have our own version of, of some semblance of that truth. And through conversation, or at least the the type that excites me the most, is us having the best intentions of both helping each other as conversational partners get closer and closer and closer and closer, as close as we possibly can to that truth in the center. Mm -hmm. Right. So that is my constant intent. I have no other intentions when interacting with people. There's nothing else I really care to do. Right. Right. So there, so you never have to worry about some ulterior motive or anything. That is my intention every single time. So, in that sense, you're getting the truest form of me. Right. Because it's not about my, e- there is no ego, there is no long laundry list of who I am. It's just about what my intention is in that moment. Right. Which is using this vessel to get closer to the truth with your vessel. Right. Like that's that's it. So in that sense, that's how I can answer the question. I was like, you should ask him the question. See what he comes up with if if those people were not his genuine people his genuine person right that he was interacting with you with then i would love to know who that is if he can articulate it if he knows what it is mm-hmm. and ask him what are his intentions right. with people why did he feel as though he, he needed to, to be yeah, another person way. Mm-hmm. so it's just some it's just some stuff to think about yeah you i know? mean i i kind of look at it as like if you're comfortable with like embracing your flaws, like that's mm-hmm. that's a big thing, and just naturally being genuine. Like I feel like people know when they're being fake and being genuine is something that you could just feel. Mm-hmm. You said like within yourself, or yeah, you know, or when other people are looking at you, when other people are looking at you. Oh, okay, yeah. like you can kind of say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think I think that we also have a certain again this this level of understanding or the degrees of knowing something. Mm-hmm. So I think that growing up around certain people are having to look out and watch out for certain things. You look at people a little differently and you you try to see what their intentions are. This is another thing when you, going back to psychedelic drugs. you tap into that. You just, yeah, be looking at people and you can just see 
what they're about. You can see mm-hmm. the mask fade away. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's who you are. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think people just have uh, just different eyesight. Definitely. And so some people just it's just they're just walking around in the fog and they don't know what's what. And they're looking at someone. And I mean, we we know this. You could two people could be looking at someone and someone thinks that this person is the real deal. Yeah. Like they are it, whatever it is. And then the next person looking at him like, this nigga's phony. What are you talking about? That's a real nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that nigga real as shit. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. And you're looking like, what are you talking about? Like this is, what? <laughs> what are you talking Like this person is clearly, you've seen people try to, you know, puff up their chest and peacock yeah, and, you know, exude as much confidence as possible. And to some people, they they fool them. Mm-hmm. And to other people, you have different eyesight. And you're looking at them like, this person is clearly the most insecure in the room. Man, I could tell you that from experience. Like, the time where I was the most depressed, I felt like I was the most boisterous. Like, being on Snapchat, you know what I'm saying? It's doing extra shit, bro. Yeah. Like, then I look back on that shit now like, nigga, you was a Bama. Like, why the fuck was you even doing shit like that? And that, once again, that comes with knowing who you really are, man. Like, yeah, you know sure. when you're doing too much. Like, and I just, yeah, at that point, like I said, I was just doing way too much, bro. Way too much. What was the post like? What was you, what was you doing? Man, bro. Just being a typical gym nigga, like always flexing in the mirror with my shirt off and shit like that. This lame shit. Now I see shit like that and it's, it's cringeworthy, bro. I yeah, be like, yeah. ah, damn. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember how I felt when I used to do shit like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so, so, so here's my thing. I, I've gotten to a point where I'm, I'm, I'm being a lot less negatively uh, judgmental in a sense where I know that who I am and where I am and the way that I see things are whatever they are in this moment. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's quite an amazing view. Yeah. It's quite picturesque from back here. I also know that I haven't always been in this position. Right. So because of that, it doesn't make the difference between what I see and how I move in the way that I see other people move any any less jarring or wild of an idea. It's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't diminish that idea, but it does diminish me in the, the desire to condemn other people for the way that they do things. It does yeah. diminish that because I can understand. So what I say is that I have found myself with a distance from a lot of people, mm-hmm. but not with a disconnect, right? There's a connection still between us. And I understand why people do the things they do, but there's just a distance between the way that I do things and the way that yeah. other people do. So this gym thing that you're talking about, I I was just talking to a friend about women wearing a lot of makeup. Yeah. And, you know, we may not be the niggas to, to be talking about this because we're two niggas talking about this, yeah. but we're going to do it anyway. We don't wear makeup. Yeah. You know, we don't. Yeah. 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 Right. So. My friend, who is a woman, by the way, was mm-hmm. saying that she can easily tell when it's a woman wearing makeup that would never, ever even dream of leaving the house without a full face of makeup on yeah. because they are not comfortable showing their real face to the world, yeah. which would clearly mean that there's some deeper insecurities that lie beneath that. 
And then we were also having the conversation of, but can we also give credence to women that want to put on a full face, but don't have to? Yeah. You know, and like it, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they're just being, a, a, you know, a difference between those things. So I would. I, so I want to say that maybe there's some maybe you could post pictures with your shirt off yeah. flexing. But it doesn't come from a deep place of hurt or just like wanting to fill a void or, you know what I mean, grab attention. There could be something motivational about it. Man, I wanted attention. I'm just telling you Well, no, no. I'm going to be 100% honest, bro. I was trying to get somebody to slide in my DM like, damn, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just being 100% honest, bro. And. it's a lot of people that won't tell you that, but I will. But it's the worst when it works, though. Yeah. Be, you know what I mean? Because yeah. then you you get into this, oh, well, fuck. Like, all right, well, I did it for this reason, which aren't the best of reasons, yeah. but it's working. So when you start being rewarded for your for your bad decisions. You start turning, for your, turning it up for a your, little bit more. For your me. worst yeah. intentions. Yeah, exactly. So then you turn it up. Now yeah. you lost in the wind being this... Like you said, this Bama um, yeah. or whatever stories, snap stories, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough, man. Listen, I yo, I give it to people, man. I I just feel for people trying to figure out who yeah, they are man. and how you're gonna navigate this it's world. It's a journey, man. bro. It's, it's a fucking it's journey. It's a journey. It's a fucking journey. You talked about you being inspired by everything. Yeah. Aside from country. Yeah. <laughs> Except country. Except for country. Yeah. We got to talk about these influences. Oh, man. Dr. Seuss. Legend. And Bow Wow. Fucking legend. All right. Which one you want to do first? Man, we could. I mean. Dr. Seuss probably came before. Say, that's, that's what I was about to say. Right, we yeah, could start yeah. with Dr. Seuss. The one fish, two fish, red fish, blue <laughs> fish. You know what I'm saying? You hear me? Like, we, we green eggs and ham. The Grinch, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Must, must I go on? Like, it's, man, Dr. Seuss is a legend. I feel like, uh, especially as a little kid, like, that's um, what inspired me to want to put words together. Like, okay. just the whole rhyming pattern. I right. thought that shit was so cool as a little kid. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. cat in the hat and that. And it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, I'm like, okay. All right. This, this <laughs> is like, oh, cool. Shit. These are bars. Yeah, you went from, like, your mom reading you little bedtime stories and shit like that yeah. to, like, shit that, like, rhymes. So it's right. like, okay, like, this is interesting. And- it always sparked my interest, man. Yeah. And then, like, as I got into music, like, I started putting those connections together. Like, okay, so I like this because it's pretty much what I was just reading. Like, mm. it's it's a very similar to patterns. Like, they rhyme. Like, it's it's a rhythm to it. So it's like, okay, like maybe I feel like I could do this. Right. So like, then as a little kid, man, I just started trying to write down shit that rhyme. Like mm. I. It was a point where I just wanted to learn as many like rhyming words as I could, um, like as a little kid, bro. And it's it's just been stuck with me. And when you started going through composition class and stuff like that, and we had to start writing like sonnets yeah. and limericks and things like that, did you like was that interesting to you to try very. to find rhyming patterns? Very okay, very bro, very very interesting. English like shit like that was probably what uh what I looked forward to in school. Yeah, that like was me I was too. trash at math. Yep. You know what I'm saying? History was was boring because it's bullshit. <laughs> and then um 
straight up. And then, you know, English is what I felt the most comfortable with. Yeah. Because it's just writing how, how you feel, understanding how people feel, different ways that you can write, articulate, and express yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's something that, like, I was really intrigued by. How'd you feel about science? Science was cool, man. Okay. Yeah, it was it was all right. Uh, it was all right. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was all right, bro. I look back at school, man. The only thing I really enjoyed was English, being at lunch with my friends, and PE. And girls. And girls. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. That's, that's about some, it, there's bro. just something wrong with that, man. Like yeah. we it's just you gotta find a way to, to get into jeez. <laughs> were you were you just like were you a bad kid? Like nah, as as my mom ain't play that shit, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My mom from DC, the old school DC, bro. Like she did not play with me. Yeah, she yeah. did not play with me. I used to love going to school, bro. I think uh, I moved from Woodbridge in seventh grade, um, and then eighth grade I went to Mets. That eighth grade year I had perfect attendance, uh-huh. and then freshman year I never even skipped a day of school in high school. Yeah, never skipped. Yeah. People think like, what? You never, nah, nigga, I used to like going to school. Yeah. And then when senior year came, you know, like my classes were short. So, I mean, I would come in late on certain days and leave early certain days. So I had no reason to skip. Yeah. Mom's from DC. Yeah, shout out, quick, quick diversion. Uh, yeah. Shout out to, to Keon. He was Keon, not, man. He, he wasn't able to make it. You know, he's up there in the DC, Maryland area man. somewhere. Uh, at his job, he got called in, had to go do some stuff, man. Listen, Grown man business. Shout out to being a boss, you know, and just having to pick up the reins and do, do what has to be done at a moment's notice. Now he's over there dealing with some of these people. I don't know if you've heard enough of his stories about like <laughs> about his job. Bro, yeah. he be going through it, man. Yeah. He, he'll just call me out the blue. And just be like, you ready for another one? Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. What's I, going on today, bro? I live for these stories. Yep. He just be having stories of people just pulling up. Just He's walking around a facility, just like looking at stuff. And there's just like a dude in the corner taking a shit somewhere. He's just like, yo, like. What the fuck are What you are doing? you yeah. doing here? So he works at. <laughs> I heard he said he's a leasing agent. Well, yeah. Forget about. Yeah. Because okay, okay. he was just throwing people off the scent. He works at a storage space facility. Got it, got it, got Yeah, it. he has let it been known since that, but he works at a storage space facility. And so, yeah, you just get all sorts of people. You know, storage space facilities are as interesting to me as, I mean- Some people live in those. Eggs. Yeah, some people actually use those as a place to live. Now, he did not think he about know that so yeah. much. And I, for some reason, I told him that when people tell me about a job they have, I immediately think of the hardships that they have to go through with that job. Mm-hmm. And so when he told me that this was his newest job, I was like, ah. And this was before winter hit. And he's in Maryland too? Yeah. What part of Maryland? Uh, I see, I don't know if this is located in Maryland. This No, this place is located in D.C. Oh. And, I, and I don't quite know exactly where, where in, in D.C. D.C., yeah. But- He's going through everything that you think he's going through. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, some of it is just hilarious. Some of it's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a spectrum. But he's yeah, so that's what he's doing now. So he had to take off so he could go handle more of that. He don't have people, women coming in there screaming at him, threatening him, talking about they're gonna come whoop his ass if if he don't give them a discount on a unit. <laughs> He, he don't have a woman yeah. call up there just like, oh, so you must be new, nigga. Like, you must be new. Oh, but that's, but that's okay. You're going to find out who I am soon enough. Damn, and He's bro. just like, 
okay, ma'am, I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, at some point, you just get callous yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, you gotta keep it cool, man. So, so that's that's what he's doing. Um, all right, so Doctor Seuss, Doctor <laughs> Seuss, get back man. to Doctor Seuss. Doctor Seuss. It's an interesting. Did you have AR reading back in? Uh, it was like I think it was I think it was called AR like accelerated reading. I think it was I called. Did. Okay. I did. Yeah. Okay. So it was like you had all the books and there were stickers on them and they were color coded like happy yeah. face stickers. And it went from like yellow to purple or something like that. And that was yeah, like I the do difficulty. Remember that. Yep. So I remember when I was like in second grade, I was reading and understanding on a fifth grade level. Right. See, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I remember something of of the same, like being able to understand more than I should have been, mm-hmm. but choosing not to. Yeah. I definitely wasn't going towards the heart of books that were like 8 points, 16 points. Right. I was like, well, how, I've always just been trying to figure out in school, how can I do the just least? get by and get by. Do you do the least and get by? So I would just read a shit ton of one level, like one point books. Mm-hmm. So I got on a book series called you may remember, it may not, Cam Jansen. This was a, a, a young girl mm. that had a photographic memory, and she would like, I think she's like solved mysteries, like solved little cases and stuff nah, like that. I can't, can't say that I do. But it's interesting that you bring up Dr. Seuss being this, this thing for you. And just Montessori schools in general, from what I understand mm. is you put a kid in a Montessori school, they sort of try to figure out what the kid has an aptitude for. Right. Right. And pushing them towards in that, that direction. Exactly. And letting their natural talents be honed through skills. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's amazing. You know what I mean? To have you, you, maybe your child do that for a few years, understand them a bit more. Then they can go on and do other stuff. My little sister did homeschooling, private schooling, and public schooling. Damn. Yeah. She went through all three. Well, rounded. Started with private yeah. school, then she did homeschool, and then went to, like and then in her late middle school and then high school did like public schools. So. What was the reason for the switches? Uh I I think that they just wanted to. I mean, yeah, they gave her all sorts of stuff that we didn't get a chance to do. Yeah. But but I think that they were just trying to figure this little person out and try to put them in as many places as possible for opportunity to see what benefits could be reaped right. everywhere. And I mean it. Clearly, works. She's in Northeastern right now, doing well in Boston at a like a computer science program. That Shout out well to at. Sis, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing well. Shout out to Lex. Shout out to Sis. Um, let me grab another one yeah, of those. Go if ahead, you don't bro. mind, these Welches, baby, Welches. What do you call them? The, oh, uh, the Berry Blast. Yeah. <laughs> berry Blast. Berry Blast. Burst. Whatever you want to call it. Um. <laughs> but these Cam Jansen books, I realized upon thinking about. I just realized this when thinking about your Dr. Seuss thing. Okay. Is that I've loved mystery mm-hmm. and loved trying to figure something out in what is decoded in front of us. Right. Since I was a kid and had no idea. We didn't have teachers clearly that were thinking about the individual students and trying to figure out what aptitude they had and trying to push them or lead them nah. closer to those things. It just this rare. Yeah, the system just isn't even really built for that. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. That's why I said Montessori schools is that's the focus, right? As far as I understand. So, realizing that when you were talking about Dr. Seuss, I was like, "Damn, I've been trying to figure shit out since I was my whole damn life, little fucking boy." Interesting. 
And then Bow Wow. Bow Wow. So Man. this came on a little bit later. When was Bow Wow popping? Bow Wow was popping when we were in fifth grade. Okay. Fourth or fifth that grade. Makes, that makes sense. Yeah. So that was like, what, 98, 99? Like right before the 2000s is when he really like got big and took off. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to say like 98, 99. Okay. He's walking around. He's light skin, green eyes, man. Put it like this, cornrows. bro. Cornrows. I was about to say that if you were a black kid that grew up in the late '90s, early 2000s, you wanted braids, you wanted the Air Force Ones, you wanted the throwback jerseys, definitely the jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Like he revolutionized that shit for black America, and I try to tell that to one of my good friends, Smith, who's white. Like, I'm like, Bow Wow's a legend. He looking at me like, Bow Wow. Like, how's, how's he a legend? I'm just like, I mean, for black America, bro, like the the young black kids in America, like he was everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to dude. us as a little kid. Like, he we, was the we biggest. Thought, yeah, we thought that nigga was the coolest person ever. <laughs> the coolest person ever. And I stamped that. <laughs> you can't, bro. I'm telling you, if you do a poll from the kids that grew up in the late 90s, bro, Right. They'll tell you that Bow Wow was that guy. Yeah, I mean, there was no one. I mean, you can't even. First of all, the list is very short. If you're talking about younger kids, yeah, yeah like Lil Zane, which no one even yeah. remembers, right? Like Lil Romeo. Lil, oh yeah, Lil Romeo. Lil he was kind. He yeah. was. Yeah, he, he was. was he was popping a little bit, but that was because his pops for real. Like, yeah, for your sure. dad is masterpiece. So nigga, yeah, you gonna have some type of you know. Well, well I mean, well Bow Wow. I mean, well he didn't really have like. Family, but Snoop clearly Snoop, adopted JD, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, so you was coming up underneath some people. But Definitely huge. Okay, well, but even now, bro, like you, you look at like his business acumen, all the movies that he's been into. Um, him being like the director behind the scenes at BET, he mm-hmm. got these little shows and shit. Like he's doing it, bro. Yeah, he's doing it. He's like our age. Like it's crazy to think about that, but we're all around the same age. Yeah, that yeah, that longevity is kind of crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, because people take that for granted. Crazy longevity, man. In in the music sphere, in media, in entertainment. Yeah, people take that for like, granted. He might not be popping on the rapping skill. Like yeah, he's as, not as Drake. Much as he is not, but like. <laughs> On the other shit, he got it. And then, then even with Versus, the joint with him and Soldier, did you peep that? No, I didn't. I haven't watched any Man, of the Versus. Man, he's still a hell of a performer. Oh, yeah. A hell of a performer, bro. Mm-hmm. Gotta give it to him. Mm-hmm. Gotta give it to that man. That is that is very, very interesting. Bow Wow. What's his name? Chad? Uh, Shah Moss. Shah. I don't know Shad where Moss, I got Chad. Man. It's Chad, Shad. Because he spell it Shad. S-H-A-D. Uh, Shad. Yeah, Shad, Shad Moss. Shad Moss. Yeah, another one is uh like Nick Cannon. Like he's the Nick type Cannon. where nobody really respects him for yeah, rapping. They think he's corny. Right. They think he's a corny, but that man got that bag. <laughs> he got that bag. And he got the baddies too, low key. Like you be sleeping. What's funny is is it low key at this point? Yeah, that I think nigga, it was. Yeah, it was. It that was. Nigga got like seven, eight kids. So like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. knocking them down. That's for crazy. sure. That's crazy. We yeah. we've talked about that on here. Like, uh, be, be, being like a Chad Ochocinco or a Nick yeah. Cannon or a Future man or any of the. I think NBA Young Boy is another yeah, he's one of them. Young he's guy. young. Yeah, he's a young but he's got a kids. lot. Yeah, yo, I, I just yeah. can't even. I don't have any. 
and I don't know if I want any. You know, I don't hey, know. Is that has that been like an honest conversation? It's been an honest that you conversation with me and my lady for yeah. sure. And she she's on board with it. She's like, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not stressing it. Right. Okay. I, mean, I, I want to live a little bit. Okay. You know? Yeah. I want to live a little bit. It's still a lot of things that I haven't done. So, yeah, for man, sure. I think my cutoff point. Is like thirty five, right? So if I get don't have by then, it's yeah, like we it's done. Probably like, we, like yeah, we good. Like, unless she really, really wants one. But yeah, other than that, bro. Yeah, and yeah. and it'll be good since you're taking care of yourself. Oh. You'll still be able to move we'll around and active. run oh, if they want to play sure. some sports, whatever sure. it is. Yeah, 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 she she's active as well, so that that won't be a problem at all. Oh yeah, I yeah. feel like that that kind of has to. Uh, there's certain there's certain things, certain shared interests that can fall will. That are nice to have, but I feel like when it comes to health and wellness, the reason mm-hmm. why I be, I stress this is because, and the fact that it should it should be a fact. The, uh, let me slow my ass down because <laughs> because I feel take, take a breather. Yeah, the, let me take a sip. Take, yeah, go ahead, sip. go ahead. Stay hydrated, man. That's another key. Pomegranate juice and water. That's yes, all. sir. That's, that's pomegranate juice, water, some lemon and lime in it. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> This ought to be a conversation that can be had. And I know that people don't know how to articulate things and, and take people's feelings into consideration. So it can very easily be something that can come off as demeaning yeah. and condescending. But Damn. wellness and health as a unit, mm-hmm. right? If you're talking about being a unit for the long haul, right? that's a conversation that has to happen. Yeah. But let me let me say something before you get into this. Do it. But you have to. The thing is, when you get in a relationship, you have to know that person's interest from the jump. Like me personally, if a female that, you know, I was interested in didn't exercise, that's a done deal already. Mm-hmm. Because for one, I'm exercising. So you if you're not doing it, I feel like you're not going to understand why I do it. Mm. And then just to be for real, the physical aspect, I'm in the gym working my ass off, keeping myself up. Yeah. I'm not going to allow you to sit there and get lazy and fat. Fuck no. Like that's it's not going down like that. It's it's not going down like that. And once again, that's that's an honest answer. Yes, bro. it like, is. It's, I love the honesty. It's not going down like that, bro. I love, I love, I... <laughs> You we gonna be on this meal prep together, like you right, know what I'm right, saying. Right. I cook salmon for you. You know what I'm saying. I got my piece. We got our vegetables ready, fruits. You know what I'm saying. Nuts. We good. Like yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have. I prep all the food for you. Just just eat it. Keep yourself <laughs> on the right track, and I got you. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, yeah. that's. <laughs> I just love the the directivity of it. Yeah, I, I love it. But not to cut you off, but go ahead. No, bro. no, yeah. no. But it, no, but it is a conversation that you need to have. And I mean, if to be honest. That was you're right. That was a very honest, direct way that you decided to probably have that conversation. Do you feel as though because I have had this conversation with people that say, I I just can't even like from the jump. Actually, you'll see it on on dating sites. Some people will say, you know, like I work out, I'm looking for someone that needs to be able to work out. Then you have other people that's like, yo, listen, I don't work out and I don't give a fuck about none of y'all that do work out. Don't hit me up trying to do this or that. So we have these two these two extremes mm-hmm. where don't nobody want to talk to the other person, and that's fine because everybody has their preferences, and right. you are allowed that. Yeah. Do you feel like you could? Well, I mean, now you're in a relationship, but yeah. that but that it's possible for one person that does exercise and is extremely serious about their health talk to someone that does it and say, hey, "Well, hey, listen, 
for we we seem to have clicked on these other levels. Yeah. Have you thought about this thing before in how you interact with it or how you don't interact with it? Right. And would this be something you could see yourself stepping into? Yeah. Right. So is that something that you feel like you could have done or you just yeah, like, nah, just off I the rip? Like, I need you to I already mean, be. Yeah. I don't think so, bro. Me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Me personally. I, no, I understand that because yeah. uh, they're also I've also spoken with women where. They're like, I don't want to have to teach a man emotional intelligence. Like, I, I would much rather you just kind of be there and then we can keep the ball rolling together. Sure. But I don't want to come over here and then have to get you on, mm-hmm. on, on the page. So that page. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. I'm with all that. All right, everybody get out there and have some conversations with your significant yeah. other. And be honest, man. Communication is key. I'm in a long distance relationship and the communication is definitely what's was keeping it solid. So definitely have those conversations. Extremely yeah, important. Very. Extremely very. important. Yeah. Like how whew, yeah, how do you how do you how do you do it? Man. Exactly. Just like I said, bro, just communication. We're like three hours apart. So, you know, on my breaks or her breaks, you know, we make time for each other. But like every time when I get off of work, like I make sure I call her on my ride home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's the first person I probably talk to in the morning when I get up. Mm-hmm. So just, just keeping all lines of communication open, bro. And so, so when you say communication, you all, you clearly mean the frequency, like in which how you have your interacting, talking, how yeah, long, and then also probably times. what you're talking about yep. matters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You have a balance of just like kicking it and talking about random yeah. shit. And then also, What's important here? Like, what yep. do we? Need what are we to- doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, talking what- about the future. Like, mm-hmm. how long you plan on being out there? Does she plan on coming out there with me? So, like, oh, okay, all okay. those, all those conversations. Okay, yeah. All right, that's solid. Now, since you said that you're interested in this, yep. What are you currently reading? Um. So right now, I'm not currently reading anything okay. to be honest. But the last book I read was um. Outwitting the Devil uh, by Napoleon Hill, okay. which is a great book that okay. I, I recommend everybody to read. Outward? Outwitting the Devil. Oh, Outwitting the Devil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, by Napoleon Hill. So basically, Hill. I mean, just to give a, a quick rundown, it's pretty yeah. much about like your subconscious and okay. your subconscious being the devil mm-hmm. um, and it's stopping you from doing a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it goes into various stories along the way. It's not a religious book by any means, so mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that if they're kind of like, oh, no, it's really not. But yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely a good book to read to kind of spark something in your mind. Okay. For and, sure. they, and so they're mostly just trying to get the point across through stories. Stories told yeah. and all these like real- It's pretty much like a, a gentleman creating a conversation with the devil mm-hmm. and him going back and forth, asking him questions. But the whole point is they both have to be honest mm-hmm. during the conversation. So yeah, it's it's a good book, man. Mm, outwitting yeah, the devil. Outwitting the devil. Yeah, I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna look that one up. Tap that's that'll be a book that I feel like you will really enjoy. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. come back on the pod and talk about it too. But, is it a is it a long read? What are we nah, it's not too bad. Okay. It's not too bad. Uh I was recently having a conversation with a friend that so they're they're in the they're in the informational books, mm-hmm. right? Psychology, sociology, self help, all that sort of stuff, which I'm I'm into as well. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I'll read like three or four of those, and then I'll get into like a really long novel. And we're talking about 
how we extract information from things. And there being a hierarchy in everything that you possibly can do. And when it comes to books, a lot of the times people that read in highly informational books look down upon people that read stories. They're yeah. like, what are you, a fucking child? Like, what are you reading, right. what are you reading a story for? Are you reading Dr. Seuss too? Right? <laughs> so I find that interesting. And to me, it's, well, you're interacting with it incorrectly, or at least in a, in a space where you can't extract anything. You're just looking at, you're simply looking at a story and that story to you in no way, shape, form, fashion maps onto your life. Right. Or the life of human beings. It's like, right. So so that's the way that you're interacting with it as though it's a story and only a story within a book or within a film. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is which is interesting to me because when I'm watching a I was film, just about to say that. What's the difference between watching like a sci-fi film or or reading a novel? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is, like for me, I mean, you can take Star Wars since you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Anybody that now I, I did not go through the series and yeah, see yeah, all that. Yeah. But for people that truly love Star Wars, and I've come across a few of them, mm-hmm. they will tell you exactly how it maps on to real life. Yeah. All the parallels between the things that we've been going through in the course of human history. Mm-hmm. Right. So and so it just has a, a ever flowing sort of perennial uh, coexistence with what's going on in our life, right? Right, as human beings and in, in the human race. And if you can look at film like that, you can look at books like that. You can just look at stories like that. You can look at stories that people hand down from generation to generation within certain cultures, certain mm-hmm. indigenous cultures, and things like that. that's why they do it. Fables, fables, folklore, <laughs> exactly. Like they have very deep morals inside them yeah. in the best way. To get that into people's beings, and again, not just understood on a, in a on an abstract level, to bear it in the people is through storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a good way of getting information through. So I always found it interesting that people have a hard time reading novels and extracting gems like gold out yeah. of novels. So I'm glad that this book that you're talking about does it through oh, a story. Definitely. Because I think it's it's a bunch of really cool information that if it was just written out on a psychological level, like in a psychology book, mm-hmm. some people would look at it and be like, oh, that's really interesting information. And then they'd close the book and go on about their yeah. day. But if you read it in a story, you get to see someone that maybe behaves as you do on some level or another. And then you can think, oh, wait, like I did that thing. Yep. I said that thing. I know someone that has done or said these things like, OK, there's a connection here. I'm seeing myself within the in story, this person, yeah, exactly. The story, yep. And then it's embedded in you in a, in a like intrinsic way. So I'm gonna get that book. Yeah, outwitting the devil. And I, I'll text it to you just in yeah. case you forget. Yeah, Make sure yeah. you you tap in. Definitely do that. Yeah. Where'd you get it from? Um, so pretty much with my job, um, we were in this like what we call leadership and training program. So we read all kinds of books. Um, they kind of prepare you for leadership Mm. or anything that would affect you um, in a positive way as far as like your thinking, Mm. Um, more so like on self-help, motivational type purposes. Mm. And so what are you what are you looking? Are you looking to read more of that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you you have any uh, suggestions, let me know. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely I know that I have that book either in my car, the How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. I think that'd be an interesting book. 
charcuterie, and I'll see if I have like one one other in here. Yeah, interesting. When it when it comes to one of the books I'm thinking of right now, which I spoke about on here a lot, is The Art of Public Speaking by a guy named Dale Carnegie. Yeah. And one of the things- He mentions that, Daniel Carnegie in does the Outwit and the Devil book. Oh, yeah. wow. So pretty much like, he's like interviewing um, successful people in the world, like the most successful people in the world, like Henry Ford, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I got to read this. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a dope book, bro. Now I'm super yeah, interested. Yeah, it's a dope book, bro. I'm super fucking interested in this. What 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 do you what do you what do you think you're looking for? In like these books? Me like, personally? Yeah. Um just just anything I could take from it as far as like what, what is, is Oh, this is my phone, bro. Oh. Yeah, my bad. I was um, like, what is going on? On what what certain people might do or feel like they need to do to be successful and how you get there. So okay. it's kind of like looking at um what somebody would have as their personal roadmap to success mm-hmm. and see if it's aligning with what I'm doing in order for me to get to success or mm-hmm. what I feel like is the ultimate success. Do you have some favorite successful people? Um, nah, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah, not necessarily. What do you think is important to have? Like, as, as you're building your own roadmap, like mm-hmm. your own blueprint, what do you feel like is most important to have? Man, to have people in your corner that uh, understand your vision. Mm. Um, just more so for moral support rather than anything. Because, yeah. I mean, there's so many people doing a lot of things. Like, you're not going to get everybody to be in your corner. And a lot of people are not even going to understand mm-hmm. why you do certain shit. Mm-hmm. Like, when I left, people were like, why the fuck are you going to Seattle for? Like, what's <laughs> out there for you? Um, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I didn't really tell that many people. Like, I told my girl like two days before I left. <laughs> two days before I left, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I was on the fence about it. Like, it was, I probably contemplated for like a week and a half. Like, damn, am I really going to do this? Like, I'm, I'm making decent money here. Mm. I just moved into my own spot. Like, I got two jobs. You know what I'm saying? My girl is right next door to me. Mm. So it's like, everything was good on this end, but mm. it's just like, me taking that leap of faith, like, if I got a chance to go to a different part of the world, you know what I'm saying, me and my girl would still be good. My family will understand, but just me getting that experience, because a lot of people don't get an experience to travel somewhere different. I mean, not even, or even live live in another state. Like, it's a lot of people that have probably been in Manassas their whole lives. Yeah. Have went anywhere, bro. That's very, so, that's very, no, that's fact. Yeah. So I just wanted to, just a different experience, bro. Like, if I ever come back, I come back. I won't regret it. Like, I learned a lot about myself, especially since I'm out there by myself. No. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't really have any friends out there. I don't really, you know, communicate that much with the people I work with. Like, I try to keep that type of shit separate. Like, your mm. work relationships. Ships, okay, and then your outside personal life. Just, okay, yeah. you don't want to blur the lines. Then. Nah, I don't yeah. need people all in my business, man. Okay, so yeah, keep keep them at a distance. Yeah, at a, as an introvert to just move, get up and move somewhere else. That is an interesting thing, right? Yeah, yeah, cause, Very. yes, because so you're you're spending a lot of time by yourself. Yep, and you're <laughs> totally cool with that. Cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking cool with it, bro. I'm cool. What have it. you found about Seattle? Seattleites? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Seattleites? Um, where I'm at, it's not a lot of niggas. Uh, uh, it's okay. not a lot of black people at all, man. So 
Um, how do you how, how are you faring out there with that? Uh, it it's it's cool. Like I work with this one dude, and he's a brother as well. So like they get me and him confused all the time, and it's because we're the only black guys there. And they they try to say that is oh you guys have the same glasses. Like I had a a full blown fade. And he had like a, a shortcut, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. People would still get us confused. I cut my hair now. He has the fade. People still getting us confused. So it's like, I don't wear my glasses on purpose sometimes because I want to see. <laughs> Straight up, bro. You in here fucking I don't wear my glasses because I want to see if people will still get me and the other dude confused. And they do. You're so it's because That's we're niggas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've taught like. People will have full blown conversations with me, bro. No, yeah, it's that bad. It's that bad. Thinking and I like, I pull down my mask real quick, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry. I thought you were such and such. Like, I'm not that guy." Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that that lets you know how it is, and that's in in the Seattle area where I am now. If you go further south. Um, to like the Rainier Beach area. That's where like uh Jamal Crawford, Nate Robinson, mm. where they're from. So okay. like it's it's a lot of black people out there on that side. Okay, but where I am, it's not a lot of black people. Uh, so you feel yeah. like do you feel like you're you're missing like some? Yeah, like um, it's just like I don't know. I just feel like people don't really relate to me culturally out there. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. like even though you know. Around here is very diverse, Extremely. like yeah. So, but it's just more white people than anything out there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little different. Damn, a little different. Yeah. I mean, I went. <laughs> I used to go. Uh, well, not like religiously yeah. speaking, or fig- and also figuratively speaking. Uh, but I used to go to this church of my friends. Mm. Simply, and this was just a couple of years ago. I. I I went there to see what was going on, to see yeah. how they were practicing the faith there in in, in white people's church. It was, it was. Different. This was in this was in like one Loudon. This yeah. was in like one Loudon area. Uh, one Loudon's actually like a promenade, so I, I should just say, I, yeah. So I should just yeah. say it's the Loudon area. Yeah, but I, yeah, it was like this huge. It was like a mega church. Oh, it was wow. one. It was one of those. Them Joel Osteen yeah, type jumps. Now, now I wasn't going to the big Sunday service, <laughs> so I never got to see the whole like rock concert go on. Yeah. But I was just going to like a little. It, it was like a, a young young adults, you know, thing on like Wednesday nights or okay. something like that. So I would pop up there just to see how they were interacting with stuff and mm-hmm. what, what was going on. And <laughs> I was going with my man who is who's Congolese. Okay. And we were going there. <laughs> ah! mm-hmm. Now they clearly have gotten to know him. He's been going there for a couple of years, so they know who he is. And they're like, "Who's this this other <laughs> black dude in here?" That is, you know. And I think from time to time, there's been like a black guy that go there, like step in there, like every few months, a black guy might show up. So I, I, <laughs> I remember going in there, just like you're back, like, hey, how you been? You like, like you been? I'm like, I don't know yeah, you. What is going on? It's just like. We haven't seen you since the such and such. You know what I mean? Well, where, where you been? Why haven't you come back? And I'm like, and it and it's so bad because I gotta tell them because I I didn't pull the I didn't pull the, the shifty. Yeah. I didn't let them know. You know what I mean? I let them know. I didn't act like I should have though. Mm. I should have acted like I was this dude and just seen how how far I could have played into yep. it. That would have been fun, but I didn't. So I was just like, yo, I'm I'm sorry. My name is Earl. I'm not who you think, think I, I am. am. Yeah. And having to l- see the look on their face. Of just complete and utter embarrassment because priceless. 
because it's <laughs> because it's clear that this has been committed because I am black. And it's just, it's on their face. They know it. Yeah. I know it. We both know that the other person knows it. Yep. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. And they're just like, oh, you, you're sure? You're sure you haven't been? Um, I'm 100% sure wow. I haven't. I've never met you before. Wow. All right. Well, we hope to see you the next time. You know, you just turn into something else and just, and just leave. But Damn. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a thing. It's, it is a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. But you're but you're doing your best that you can yeah, out there yeah, as yeah. as an introverted person that likes his own space. For sure, you you're doing your own thing. For sure. Have you have you uh, ran into any other artists? Yes. That so you... I actually met uh, ran into another dude who uh, actually worked well two, um, that work at the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, one of them directed me to um a video guy. Okay. So he was real cool okay. about that. Okay. And then the other one is coincidentally um that he has the same engineer as I do. Mm. Um so that's about it. I mean, we talked about maybe possibly linking up and doing something, but like they're really strict out there with the COVID shit too. Yeah. Um so I just I laid low, bro. Mm. I laid low. Has there ever been a time this could be extremely incriminating? It, nah. could, could could there has there ever been a time where someone has Wanted to collaborate with you, mm-hmm. and you decided you would you would take the plunge and do it. And whatever it is you received, you were kind of like, "Man, I really fucking wish I had not reached out to this person, mm. or I, or I did not accept this person's work." Nah, I can't. I okay. can honestly say I haven't done. That, okay, bro. that's yeah, good. That's yeah, good to hear. Yeah. I mean, um, I pretty much work with anybody. Okay, for the most part, as long as they're serious. Mm. Like if you just a guy that just wants to do this shit for a hobby, you know what I'm saying? Get a little bit of clout on the gram and shit like that. Like, nah, we can't work. But if you serious about it, if I see you putting in time and investing in yourself, mm. then we could collab. Like I tell people all the time, like one thing that my good friend told me to do is he's like, if you do this shit, you got to look at it like a business and you really got to do it like you're already an artist. Like invest in quality videos, invest in studio time you know what i'm saying i see a lot of niggas on like ig and shit and they make music they'll put up a video the video will look shitty mm-hmm. but they'll be flashing all this money in the video <laughs> or driving in these nice ass cars i'm like so the money you paid to rent that vehicle um and the cash that you're you're flashing in the video could have been used to have better recorded music mm-hmm. and a better quality video so mm-hmm. like what the fuck are you doing Keon was just telling me about a guy that that came up and he was complaining that he had gotten some shoes stolen from a unit or something like that. And he was like, yo, y'all got to find these motherfuckers. But at the same time said, and to be honest, I don't really care because you see these shoes I got on my feet? Nigga, these are $1,000. I'm just letting you know. Like, I got That's it. That's a nigga that, what do you have on? Giuseppe's or something? They're, they're Ferragamas. Oh, Ferragamas. Yeah. So, so, so you have some Ferragamas. And what's, what's hilarious is He's got, <laughs> Kia was just like, bro, I just came into my job and that, remember that nigga with the Ferragamas that flexed on me? <laughs> he was like, I seen this nigga sleeping outside in his BMW or his Lexus or whatever it is he had. He was like, he got a joint and he's sleeping in the car with expired tags. <laughs> it's bad out here, man. He was like, so you flexing on me yeah. with the shoes. Flexing on me with the car, but you sleeping in the car, and the car has expired tags. 
So it's the same thing you're saying. It's yeah. like, bro, like you flashing the money, but it's yeah. fine. Like, bro, it's you fine. Get it together, bro. Yeah. It's fine, bro. You don't got it like that. And that's nope. okay because most of us don't. Yeah. So it's completely fine. Yeah. Just rap about what's really going on. It's okay. 100%. We'll respect it's it and hard. we'll probably it's connect to it more. Or it's, it's hard for people to do that nowadays just because, like, the, I feel like the street nigga image is, is glorified. Like on a level that's like it's crazy. Bro. Do you think it's more so than it was when we were younger? Hell yeah, because of IG. Uh, IG is showing these these youngins like the you know what I'm saying. You see niggas on the internet flashing guns yeah, and lot, all types yeah. of money and drugs and shit. It's like if y'all know how the real hustlers was doing this shit back in the '90s, they didn't want nobody to know what the fuck they was doing now. You creating a case for yourself on the internet, nigga. Like, use your common <laughs> sense, bro. The fuck is you doing? Gun, guns, guns, too. yeah, big guns, boy big, shit, yeah, like, big arm. shit. You be like, the fuck, nigga? You about to go to Iraq, bro? For <laughs> real? It's like, like, who are you going to war with? Yeah, like, how are y'all man. getting it? Yeah, that's why I don't. Want, yeah, it's, that's, it's that's crazy, why. I just, man. That's why I stay in this house and just read these books and talk to people. I don't, I, that's so far from yeah. any sort of life I want any parts stay, of. Stay the fuck out the way, man. Stay, stay out the way. Do you. And so when, when you're going in to write these things, like what do you, is, is there any sort of metric you can use to know that you're getting better or do you just, is all that matters is that you're just getting out what needs to get out? Like, that's a good question. Um, I actually was with my cousin. Uh, I saw him over the weekend and we got up and I played him some new shit and um, he's just always like man like I've been listening to your music probably for like five years now mm. and he's like every time I hear something like I personally I could hear the progression of your music mm. he was like uh, so I just want to commend you on that because I know you've been making music for a long time so like a lot of people get complacent and they don't want to challenge themselves when it comes to right. creating something. So he's like, you're not afraid to challenge yourself, put new flows on shit, see how it comes out. If it hit, it hit. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But he was like, honestly, like I could see or I could hear the progression in your music. So me personally, like I could kind of say that I, I know I'm progressing when I'm writing it, Um, but more so once I record the song. That's when I could be like, damn. And then I always go back and listen to my old shit just oh, to okay. see. So like, that'll be my metric. Like yeah. if it sounds, if I feel like this sounds better than the last last project or last song, then I'm moving in the right direction. Because some people just stay like the same. Like if that makes sense, mm-hmm. like they keep giving you the same song. It sounds like the same song repeated over and over again. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I like to call that the baby syndrome because- uh, <laughs> Before he started releasing a lot of the new <laughs> shit, a lot of his shit sounded exactly the same. Right. Like the same shit. Right. The same it's, exact flow. Like you Start, say, starting yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at zero zero one, like as soon as the beat drops, yep, like he, yep. he's jumping in and rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I remember that. And then he kind of, but he kind of tried to like make jokes about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just let you know, like, yeah, I know that I use the same flow yeah. and I just jump in every track. Like this, hey, that shit working for me. I, I so, know, yeah, right? When it's when something is just like we say, when something is working for you, and you you're reaping the benefits of that, it's gonna be hard to hard to stop. Right. Hard to stop. That's bro. exactly yeah. what that is. Yep. It's just like damn. Like maybe maybe I try something else, but the fucking people love it. Yeah. So like, should I? Why? 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 Why should I? They say if it's broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And now you're just looking at it it's like, what well, is it? Is it not broken because people like it a whole lot? 
Or should I think that maybe it's broken because this isn't what I want to do? This isn't really helping me artistically. But then again, mm. why are you really doing it? If you're not doing it for the art, then it yeah. does, I guess it doesn't really matter. I could say, man, one thing I could say about the baby, bro, is I feel like that nigga is a very charismatic, like, person, especially when it comes to his music videos. Like, that's, when it comes to music videos, that's the nigga that I admire. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he's he's having fun, bro. You could tell the nigga is generally having fun, like, yeah. when he makes his his music videos. Well, what's funny is I think he, he's done, he's done some interviews and maybe on, on a, on a track or two, like one of one of the probably two or three serious tracks that he does have, where he mm-hmm. talks about his father and him and relationship. Um, he has spoken about having to be the person that is sad. It's sort of like when we were talking about the makeup or you flexing on Snapchat with your yeah. shirt off. It's like you're you're giving so much of yourself, and that's not how you truly feel inside. Yeah. So he's like, you know. So the line is something along the lines of, do you know what it's like to to have to keep a smile on and inside you just feel like dead pretty much. Yeah. Like it's the complete opposite. The smile is turned upside down. And so I think that he it definitely looks as though he's having a ball running around and dancing mm-hmm. and having it. Because he's in, in some sense, you could say it's like a uh, like a newer iteration of Buster Rhymes, like the way Buster yeah. was throwing together. Animated as hell in the music videos. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, like a Missy Elliott, Buster Rhymes, just yeah. real crazy, all sorts of different angles and shit being mm-hmm. that you haven't really seen before. Yeah, he's like he's like today's generation of that, for I'd, sure. I'd have to say. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I do like looking at people's evolution. We talked about the evolution of this podcast yep. a little bit before we started recording. Man. It's right. a blessing. It's it's a it's, it's a, a blessing. It's a bro. blessing to you say you look back. Sometimes I'll I'll go back and like listen to something small and be like, God, that shit sounds horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Such a blessing that people continue to listen. Yeah. Because you're like, how, why? Why? Like this the audio was trash. You could tell we were just trying to figure things out. We can't I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just but give once it up. Again, I'm thankful. though, man, like you guys invested into what the fuck you wanted to do, and you're you're doing it. Yeah, invest. Yeah, that's invest, bro. I remember like when I first got my first set of recording equipment. Mm-hmm. I had a fucking cheap ass computer mic. Mm-hmm. Um, Nerve and Ryan Richards uh, taught me how to use the program. Yeah. So shout out to them. Right. Um, I figured that shit out, and it didn't sound the best when mm-hmm. I first got it. But you know, I progressively like. Saved my money mm-hmm. and just invested in better quality over the years, man. Mm-hmm. Learn how to use the basic shit and then upgrade when you feel like it's time. Yeah. So, so when it comes to that, your evolution, mm-hmm. something, something I have seen. You said that some people, I don't know if it's just rap or or not. I wouldn't say so. This is probably just people. People get caught up doing the same thing over and over and over. They don't want to challenge themselves yep. by hopping on something that that is outside of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I do like to see rappers, especially rappers, because rap is relatively new to music still, like in Definitely. the grand scope this of things. This is the baby. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And so to see Jay-Z get older. Still do it at a high level. At a very high level. And the fact that he's rapping about the things that he's rapping about I like it. Yeah. I like getting older and see someone rap about their children yep. and their their 
their, you know, marriage and them investing in businesses and just talking about what this game is and trying to give game to the to the young ones coming up. Like I love all of that stuff. Like seeing a man grow into being a man and embracing that. Yep. J. Cole's another one for me. Mm -hmm. Where if you go back to his stuff like the sideline story or na- uh, Natural Born Center, uh, no, is that is it? Natural, it's just Born, Born Center. Center yeah, Natural yeah. Born Center is a song by someone. Anyway, yeah. Born Center. There's a whole lot of him telling stories about running around New York and fucking mad women, and and then there's some other stuff with him talking about you know his uh, his mother and his his, his stepfather and a lot yeah, of that yeah. traumatic sort of stuff that happened. But for the most part, it's him. Flexing and talking Popping about fucking shit. a lot of yeah. women. Right, exactly. He was new in the game. He's coming mm-hmm. up. And I've really enjoyed watching him grow as a person. Definitely. I love the things that like I've seen him talk about through the ages yeah. and, and him just grow into this more mature version of himself. And you know what's crazy, bro? Um, I remember when J. Cole first dropped the warm-up. Um, that's like I think his first project. Mm-hmm. Um, I downloaded that shit. I listened to it, and I was like, "Man, this is trash." So I gave it. <laughs> I gave it. Yes, I said J Cole was trash at one point. Right, so I right, gave right. the CD. This is when we were burning CDs. Right. So I gave the CD to my man, and uh, I was high one night. He picked me up. I was high one night, and he was playing it. And I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this? This shit going right now?" He's like, "Nigga, this that J Cole CD you gave me." <laughs> I'm like, what? And then from then, man, since I've been tapped on, like, I learned, like, you gotta, you gotta really listen because, like, mm-hmm. I, when he dropped, I was probably like maybe 20, 21. So it's like a lot of the shit that he was speaking, I didn't really comprehend it at the time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying to understand it. Like, yeah. you know, niggas is getting off. What was you listening to at that time, man? Like, Ooh, tw- mm-hmm. 2011. I was like the Roscoe Dash era, fucking Young LA, all that type of shit. So you go from that into a nigga like J. Cole spitting this a complete 360, yeah. bro. Like your mind is like, whoa. <laughs> right. Like going from being dumb as hell to like, okay, like this nigga talking about some shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I just feel like it was hard for me to really understand what he was trying to do at that moment. But now I look at that nigga like the goat. Yeah, nah, he's he's the goat, bro. It's no nigga that does it like him, man. No nigga that You know does what? It like him. You know, I was having this conversation. You know what doesn't I okay. Un, people understand that J. Cole's great or else he wouldn't be in the position that he's in. Agreed. But something that I don't think people give him enough credit on, and now when people hear this, they're gonna go listen to him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. J. Cole raps in complete sentences. Yes. People don't realize yes. how crazy that is. Yes. But he's rapping whole songs, telling stories and all sorts of other shit in complete sentences. Yeah. And they just happen to rhyme. Yeah. It's insane. Just, That's a talent. It's absolutely it's fucking talent, insane. Bro. It's it's just it's wild. Like he's yeah. just it just seems like he's just talking it's to you. It's effortless. It's effortless. Yeah. It just seems like he's talking to you, but it just comes together with some sort of with some sort of rhyme scheme. And I don't think people understand how difficult that is. Yeah. They don't because one, people don't speak in complete sentences. Yeah. Most people you hear, there's a there's a lot of like 
Like, like, oh, you know, like, look, like, like, um, uh, hey, you sounded like a Mexican real quick. <laughs> you, you know, like, <laughs> you, you, you know, like, you know, like, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's really, it's really like that, though, yeah. for real. And so that's a huge thing that was in the Dale Carnegie book that mm-hmm. when I had to go back and listen to my old work and I was trying to figure out how to get better at what I was doing here, yeah. one of the biggest things was just slow your, like I had to do earlier. Slow your ass down. Yep. Think about what it is you want to say. Formulate it. Put it together. Mm-hmm. Put it on the plate. Right? If it's plated well, I work in food and beverage. Right. If it's plated well. It's cooked well. People are going to enjoy it. Yep. So it's really just that simple. There are a lot of likes and ums and ahs and things and, and just... I What I should say are just sentence fragments. Yeah. People Filler use, words. People use most sentence mostly sentence fragments to get their ideas across mm-hmm. but speaking in full complete sentences with subjects and predicates all that not happening so for someone to rap this way yeah their whole songs is absolutely it's insane crazy. it's absolutely insane crazy. so he so he's another one i like to see but i but i do enjoy watching people's trajectories people's evolution as people right and then therefore as artists because you know you can only put out what and now what's going on the opposite end of the spectrum you was just talking about jay-z right and no disrespect to this artist because he's a legend mm-hmm. but we look at a guy like juicy j okay let's he's do probably it. like what <laughs> 43 years old right Sipping lean in my cup and fucked up. <laughs> That's exactly, that was perfect. That was perfect. It's he like, come just on, like come that. on, bro. But, we we want to hear some evolution from you. We know that that's your business and you you done all that shit, but. Do you, do you think man. that he is not that person? No, I don't think he's that person okay. at 43, 44 yeah, he's, years old. Not, he's not yeah. still sipping lean and, 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 yeah. and drinking Mad Bombay and just smoking blunts and nah, having sex. I mean, damn near everybody smoke weed, but right. man, I don't think he's he's going crazy like how he was mm-hmm. in three six mafia days. So that was my only that was my only contention when I was ta- I was talking to my man Mo on here about mm-hmm. about Drake's album. That was my only thing was it's you're not gonna get a bad album sonically from Drake. He, At all. he has a powerhouse working behind him. At he all. knows melodies. He's gonna put some stuff together. It's mm-hmm. going to sound great. My only issue was Mo asked, "What would you want him to rap about, Earl?" Yeah. And I'm first of all, I think I preface everything was Drake don't give a fuck about me, and he shouldn't, <laughs> right? Like I'm not his fan base. Right. Drake is trying to cater to the whole world, so he's already mm-hmm. got a jo- a hard enough job. On his shoulders, man. Right, he's got to make all sorts of music, man, so that he can tap into all of these billions of people that are listening to him. Yep. So I understand. Hard job, Drake. I get it. <laughs> uh, so, so I just wanted to preface everything with that. I, I feel like, and I feel like this because, as you said, when you sent me that song of yours, yeah, the Doctor Susan Bow Wow, and I told you a little about it. You said I like that you listen to it on a deeper level. Definitely. I'm listening to some of Drake's lyrics, and when he does start to really get introspective, mm-hmm. he tells you things like, my heart is vacant and lonely. Yeah. That's a bar from yeah. Champagne Poetry, the very first opening track. Mm-hmm. He he has these songs of, you know, my career is going great, but everything else of me is fading Fucked slowly. Yeah. like And that's it. So I feel like there's more going on with him and that he would like to talk about more. But he just he's not in position to do that because he's as big as he is. Yeah. So he just can't really get that off on his albums. 
So that that's yeah. I mean, I, I so I wanted to see this evolution of Drake because he's getting older, and I want to see some more mature bars come from yeah. him. But again, he's not thinking about Earl, so and that's completely right. fine. So he's just gonna give me that. Juicy J is gonna be sipping lean. Yeah. In a double cup. Oh, yeah, you can't forget in a double cup. In a double cup. You can't forget about the double cup. I remember when I learned what the whole double cup thing was about. I I had no idea, like, why people put it in another cup. Yeah. And then I did a little bit of research, and it's that it it leaks through the first cup. Like, if it's it's promethazine and Sprite and all that, so it leans through the first. So you got to have a double cup. You got to have a double cup. And a Jolly Rancher at the bottom. And a Jolly Rancher at the bottom, right? Yeah. That's a real like Southern way of doing it. Yeah, like the whole thing. That's, that's how they do it. Never, um, never, never, uh, <laughs> never had lean. Right to my discretion. Never yeah. had it. Yeah, kids, leave it alone. Leave it alone, bro. Liquid uh, heroin. Um. So let's see. We just saw Juicy J. Oh, right. And this is this is one I've been thinking about pondering on recently. Wale. That's one of my favorites. <sighs> He's a poet. One of my favorites. What do you believe? I've been asking so many people this question. Yeah. What do you believe the disconnect to be with Wale with just the general the general consensus? Yeah. Um, What's going on? One is his personality. Okay. That's, I've that's, I've that's, met him okay. a couple of times. Okay. And uh yeah, he's uh Oh he wasn't the the <sighs> nicest the nicest dude, but Listening to his music, I understand that he deals. He's he doesn't really like being like a well known person. So he's he's had uh, issues struggling with like anxiety and mm-hmm. things of that sort. So right. I mean, I could understand it. Like mm-hmm. I met him at a, when he dropped the album about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up to D.C. He released it at a place called the Commonwealth. Um, and I walked in the line. Uh, you know, he's passing out the CDs and shit. You know, I reached out my hand to dap him up, and he just looked at me like, mm. and then you know, gave me the little soft <laughs> joke. I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, you know, I'm a young nigga sitting here looking at like one of my favorite artists. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That shit kind of fucked me up a little bit. I was glad I got to see me, but I was like, damn, yeah, like, the, the hesitant dap. Yeah, like, like yeah. damn, I felt some type of way. But um, other than that, man, I just feel like once again, his music is just. It's on a deeper level for the most uh, part that people don't want to listen to it in that way. Like Wale is typically an artist you got to sit there and really dissect and listen. Mm. Like you can't just hear the shit and you know, Bob your head. Yeah, yeah, you got to really listen because he be saying a lot of shit in his music. Man, he's a he's a very deep thinking guy. Okay, which I can appreciate. I enjoy music that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people don't though. So okay, so you think it's the way that his music is packaged? That yeah, just, it, yeah, it's not necessarily the content because again, nah. you have you have a Kendrick or a J Cole, yeah, very similar, or Big con- Sean, yeah, very very similar content. All of them are like in a similar lane, but I feel like Wale is always the one that has gotten looked over. Mm-hmm. And another reason is because he's always been very vocal about him feeling like he's being slighted. That's why I brought it up, because you brought yeah, up Juicy J. Feeling we, slightest. So if you keep putting that in the atmosphere, I feel like it's going to come back and people are going to be like, yeah, we are looking over you, nigga. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You think Juicy J album better than mine? <laughs> that's, <laughs> what, that's what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, so, so Kanye has clearly been a favorite for a lot of people oh, for, for, sure. for the fact that, because he has one of the personalities where... Everyone hates him and loves him for the same reasons. Yeah. Like the reasons that these people going to love him or the reason that these people hate him, vice versa, right? Yep. So <laughs> what I'm thinking about with this Wale thing is, 
is either you love a line like that. You think Juicy J album better than mine? That was when he was talking like a complex, <laughs> complex editor yeah, or something he was like that. Spazzing. <laughs> That's what she's telling me. Spazzing. You either love that because there's this childlike fervor. And just honesty about him that he just, he's got it. Like, so that's what you you truly believe. Yeah. Like, I've been in the fucking booth spilling my heart and blood into this album. Yep. And what you telling me is that this nigga sipping lean out the door. Bands that make her dance. <laughs> bands that make her dance. That's all, all yeah. All this shit. Popping pussy. I'm just popping bands. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> That type of shit, bro. And he made that song in the kitchen. He put that out there. He said he made that song in the kitchen. I did not know that. Yeah. Dude, I, bro, I, I feel I feel for Wale. Like, I know what he's talking about, bro. It's just the way that, again, even just his his regular messages, not even on the, yeah. um, the music, the way they're packaged mm-hmm. that drive people away. Damn, man. Yeah. Oh. But he's he's one of my favorites, though, man. Actually, he dropped a project for Lauren, too, and he got a song on there called Fluctuate. If you mm. haven't listened to that, listen mm. to that song, okay. bro. It's that came fire. That came after? This just dropped. Oh, this just like dropped? Maybe like two months ago. Oh, yeah. Then I didn't yeah, really hear that. Fluctuate. Oh, okay. Did Seamless you, plug. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You like the one before that, too? That I like had all like... of Wale's music, oh, okay, man. Okay. I'm, I'm a fan, bro. I'm a fan. I feel like he's the outcast of the DMV because once again he's not a street rapper. So mm. once again I feel like he gets overlooked. He's not like a, a shy glizzy or a no savage or a fat trail who are great artists mm. in their own respective lane. Um but yeah I just feel like he's not really respected because he's not a street nigga. Oh man. Oh goodness gracious. You know I was I saw Wale in concert years, years, years ago. I think my brother was was down was at ODU. Mason? Oh, ODU. At ODU yeah. at a point in time. And and I was young, probably around the same age, like 2021, 20, something, mm-hmm. something along the lines of that. And no, so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yes, I was. And I know why now. So this, we go, we go in the, in the, in the venue. It was like kind of like an intimate venue. I kind of like those, like a, What's one that we have around here that's intimate? Like the the Fillmore, I would the, say the that's, Fillmore's that's intimate. intimate. Yeah. Okay, and what's the other one? There's one called like the, the I'm about to fuck this up, but it's like the 380 Club. Three, three, what, oh, 930 930 Club. Club. Yeah. There it is. He, nice. used to, he used to frequent that spot. Okay, yeah. okay. And so we go into this intimate spot, and he's about to have someone open for him. And this kid runs out there. He's got like a yellow bubble vest like on. And he's he's like, I just got signed. To, I, I think at the time it was still Rockefeller, not Rock Nation. He was like, I just got signed to Rockefeller. Like, I'm going to be the next biggest thing, blah, blah, blah. And we just like, nigga, if you don't get off the stage so we can listen to Wale, like, do your little songs and get Damn. off. And then a few years later, I realized who that person was. And I called my brother. And I'm like, yo, do you realize that we saw J. Cole in concert before he was J. Damn. Cole? <laughs> and he was like, yo, I swear I just realized this like a month ago. That, that was fucking J. Cole that ran out on that stage talking about, I'm going to be the next biggest thing. Like, y'all going to remember my name. We were like, all right, cool, kid. Like, do you, like you're, I mean, you rap nice. Like, you rap nice. Like, we like it, but we're here to see Wale. Damn. And so the way that I know, well, the way that we perceive Wale to be feeling about his music and about being a competitor in the game, yeah. knowing that J. Cole opened for him, that he was an opener for him at a point in time. Yeah. And then became became that guy. That guy 
even though I know they're still making music together, yeah, they, and they're I still mean, cool. Yeah, I'm certain that there's there's some sort of tension in his heart yeah. that that happened. Like this motherfucker was. Are you serious? Yeah, this really just happened. Yeah. He just took off. Took off, man. It's rough. Took off. That's rough, man. Yeah. You you had a line in which is to this day my favorite of your. I when I tell you, I don't know how corny <laughs> this is. I don't really care. Your song, Stilo Story. I don't know how many times hey, I've man, said this to you. That's personally one of my favorite songs bro. that I've written. Yeah, one bro, of my favorites. I know bro. every single line. It, I, so, by the way, I mean, you sent me the, the lyrics so that we yeah, could play it, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, on the, on the pod. I forgot what episode that was. It's either 17 or 37. One of those episodes. Yeah. And um, what, what what's the name of the episode? I think it's like Wanna Be Me or, or Need Need to Wanna Be Me. That's that's the name of the episode. If you want to go back and listen to that, there's one of his songs playing. We're gonna play a couple of your songs on this episode. Oh, for too. Sure. Um you said towards the end, uh man, I usually have to do it, but you said, uh my music hit different, come be my apprentice. That's what you said. Yeah. You said you were chosen. Yeah. You felt like you were chosen. My music hit different. Come be my apprentice. One, that's fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> you, that's a fucking hilarious. You, I don't mean to brag, little nigga. I'm chosen. My music hit different. Come be my apprentice. It's a fucking hilarious <laughs> set of lines next to each other. And I want to ask you if you truly felt like whatever it is that was given to you, it was just, there's just something in you that just can't be... Because I'm thinking about Wale and J. Cole just yeah. surpassing him. With Wale, all of his acumen in, in writing, in that if you feel like sometimes people are just given a thing, a light, yeah. and you can learn how to do this thing, you can take your classes on it, that's fine. But I just happen to have this other thing mm -hmm. that can't be faked, it can't be learned, yeah. it can't be manufactured. My my shit just happens to hit a little different. Definitely. And I, I feel that way, especially with just like the music in today's climate. Um, I mean, you you would know the difference. I tell everybody, you listen to What's Out Now, you listen to something that I put out, and you'll just hear the difference. I mean, mm -hmm. I really... And, and it's just like an X factor. It's just... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. You, you'll notice the difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I get that. I think that goes, I think that perfectly aligns with when you're saying you're talking to someone mm -hmm. and you you just know that this you is either phony it. or yeah, it's, yeah. You, just, you see right through it. With yeah. me, you see what you get, bro. Like I don't I don't try to be this Hollywood, you know, figure. I'm I'm a regular dude and I just love to make music. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. I'm with that. I've uh I've I've been getting becoming a whole lot more understanding of all different people that that make art in all different sorts of ways. For sure. And sometimes I come across some people that that do live this this makeshift Hollywood life yeah. here locally. They, they try to anyway. Yeah, they try to. You know, <laughs> that's why I said this makeshift Hollywood yeah. life, and you know, I'm you know I look at them sometimes, and I just think you know. I guess that's just where you're at. You know, I guess that's just that's just what you were given and that's where you're at and you got to cope with the reality of things however it is that you have to cope with it and that maybe this is one of your ways. Maybe pray for them. You know, yeah, you like know, in a send sense them, send them some prayer. Yeah. yeah. This is <laughs> <laughs> send those those people some prayer, man, you know. 
Let the Lord be your strength. <laughs> walk, walk with faith. Facts. Walk with faith. Facts. What have you uh you so you've you've um you've came on this podcast in music form. Yes. You're now here in physical form. You've listened to Appreciate it too, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, man. for it's, sure. It's, it's it's I didn't say this. It's a pleasure being here. That was one of the first things I was supposed to say at the beginning. We were, we're, no, it's fine. We were going to get you on here whenever yeah. we could. And this won't be the last time either. For sure. we, this won't be the last time. Is there anything that you have seen or heard, interacted with within the pod that you that you would like to talk about? Or anything that man that spoken to you at all? Shit, uh, I think it was honestly the last uh pod that you and Keon was talking about. This like how you know he's kind of in a place with his job where he's just like, yo, like, uh, man, this, yeah. this ain't this ain't it. And I'm sitting there driving back from my job, thinking the same shit, listening to him on a podcast, like, yo, this this shit ain't it right now. Like, I gotta I gotta make some shake. Right. So, like, yeah. I mean, I, I always respect all of y'all's transparency, like mm-hmm. when it comes to being on this podcast, because it, it really resonates with a lot of people, man. Yeah, Keon's yeah, getting a lot, a lot better yeah. at it. Keon just like he just took a whole leap. He, he's been getting much better recently. Definitely. Like, he's like he's feeling himself recently. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, that's good. Once again, the evolution. I love to see it. I love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. He's he's been uh bearing a whole lot more of his heart on, mm-hmm. on, on his sleeve. Like he's he's been putting it all out yeah. there. Uh you you get a whole lot of a whole lot more confidence when you take a leap thinking that you're gonna fall and then you end up flying. So I like that. So yeah, I so like he's that. so he's definitely feeling himself and he's getting a whole lot better at again, like I said, wearing his heart on his sleeve, mm-hmm. bearing bearing his soul in front of the microphones and in front of the camera. Yeah. Podcast, rap, same shit, man. We just Trying to bring you some genuine content, you know, throw it out there and have the people respond how they respond, man. Hopefully it's in a, uh, a positive light. Yeah, I, I hear about people. I have people talk to me about different sorts of podcasts all the time. And there's yeah. so many types, like there's so much music out there. Yeah, And you just kind of realize that, I mean, when you hear about these other podcasts or maybe you hear about other musicians, mm-hmm. you kind of just understand that you couldn't do it any differently. Yeah. So there's there's so many other things that people like to interact with. Some people just want to hear jokes for two hours. And it's like, I just want to hear people say a bunch of completely thoughtless, just dumb shit for two hours, because that's just how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I just want to get out of thinking and just just laugh. I just yep. want to have somebody make me laugh and just talk about fucking fart jokes and and and, <laughs> and, and, and racist jokes and just whatever the most just the wildest shit someone can say you I can just want think to hear of. That. Yeah, and yes. I'm like all right I can't I couldn't bring myself to do that that's yeah. not who I am so like this is this is what I got in me yeah. like this is this is all I got so when you say the, the genuine you know thing I just can't do anything else. Like I don't got anything else in me. Every once in a while, the joke may fly off. We have some. We have fun on here, right. but I, I got nothing else in the arsenal. Like this is yeah. whatever they get through here. This is who I am. And mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for something else, this just isn't the place. That's like me getting on a track talking about. Yeah, I shoot you in your face with the Mac. Got the coke in my lap. Like they be like. This nigga Rashad is not no shooter. The fuck is he talking about? He does not sell drugs. This nigga works out. 
You know what I'm saying? Be eating his little salmon plates. The fuck is he talking about shooting people with the coke in his lap? <laughs> it's wild out here, bro. It gets wicked. Oh man, yeah, but I, but I, I will say that about this podcast. If I can, I, this isn't even really toot my own horn. This is really just an observation I've made. Yeah. Is that when I look back, I listen back. Mm-hmm. I have been so proud of the moments that have been captured through this podcast. All the people I've had come through and all the information and all the vulnerability that people have had about whatever the fuck it is that we happen to be talking about that day. Like These are moments that are just going to live on. All these people are going to be able to come back and listen to all this stuff as much as they want to and come back and have more conversation. Constantly telling me it's conversation that they haven't had elsewhere. Yeah. So I'm... This is... This is dope. For me, Keanu and I used to do these things called meaningfulness questions. We had like little cards and we would answer them every week. And I remember what success being to us as individuals was a, was a card. It was a question. Because everyone's got their own idea of how successful they want to be and what that, success, what that success even is. Mm-hmm. And I know that for me, people usually ask, what what it is I'm doing or what I'm about, or where I'm moving towards. It's it's quite simple. It's not. It's like there's like a complex simplicity to it, but it's really just that I'm trying to I'm trying to evolve into the most admirable version of myself in any given moment. Because every moment is another opportunity to do so in just a smaller, you know, in some small right. way or maybe a big way, whatever. But I'm just trying to do that in every way, shape, form, fashion. The level up. And to le- just the constant level, the level up. up. The constant level up. And so you hear a lot of that through this podcast. It's just what this podcast happens to be. Because mm-hmm. that's constantly at the forefront of my mind. Right. This happens to be a question that I ask most people that come here. What is on the forefront of your mind these days? Like The forefront. The man. forefront of your mind. Getting more exposure for this music. Okay. I go to sleep thinking about that shit. Mm. I wake up thinking about that shit. Like, mm. um, it's just uh, getting more comfortable with putting yourself out there because mm. that was that was one thing that uh, it took a lot for me to do. Like, is really put yourself out there as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But it's just like with so many. I feel like so many people fronting on IG. Like the people that really love this shit. Like it kind of puts them in a weird position because it's like, damn, like, I don't want to be seem like I'm like everybody else, but this is really my passion. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. You know, that's another conversation I had with one of my bros. He's like, bro, like, this is your passion, my nigga. Like, you've been doing this shit for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just popping out of the woodworks, like trying to make music. So if that's who you are, which I know that's who you are. Why are you afraid to give that to the world? So yeah. that's, that's something that was a hump that I had to get over. I, I could imagine that because I remember on <laughs> you just be funny and don't be trying to be, I swear to God, sometimes. <laughs> so so on America's Threat, which is a very serious song with some very yeah, serious bars yeah, in it, yeah. there's there's like a small intermission in between and you just like, I'm never gonna be one of them type of niggas to yeah, just be in your DM, DMs like, like yo, come listen, come, come listen, listen to my, to my shit. music. Yeah, no, never. You're like, this is corny. Stop it. It is, bro. Because people do that shit all the time. Like, yo, listen to my music. It's like, my nigga, if I want to listen to it, I'm going to be the one to 
click clicks on the link and listen to your music the same way that I want you to do for me. Right. I'm never going to slide on some, hey, yo, check my shit out, bro. That shit is fire. No, right. man, let the people decide what it is. So you've had to find a balance of putting your stuff out there for people to find and be to be the one to choose to listen Correct. to it. But at the same time, not being too intrusive, yeah. like trying to force people. Nah, yeah, so you, you just- can't, You can't force shit on people, yeah. bro. It's, so what's the balance look like? Just- just placing it out there, and placing just stepping it, out it away. There, yeah, placing it out there, putting your all into it. Right, first. placing it out there. Right, second, and just seeing what happens, and then bro. stepping back yeah, through, stepping back and seeing putting what your happens. all into it. Step one, yep. putting it out there. Step two, taking a step back. Step three. That's it. Okay, that's it, bro. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I've been the same exact person. Mm-hmm. I've been the same exact person because I. <sighs> I mean, I've gotten a whole lot better about editing all this stuff and, and putting, yeah, you know, I've been saying I've been saying this shit on the snap lately, yeah, the yeah. clips and shit yeah, like that. Put on snap, Instagram, yes, so putting them out there. Uh, and you're right, for the same exact reason. One, because I'm not just like huge in social media. Yeah, so I, I fucking hate social media, yeah. <laughs> bro. I, I'll tell you that straight up. What's your, what's your, what's your main media. fight with it? Like with The bullshit, the dumb shit, like it's... Just, it's toxic, just, just, just fronting. Yeah, it's fronting. It's, it's toxic. One thing that I encourage everybody to do um, that has social media is I challenge you to take a month away from social media mm. where you detox. Mm. Where you detox, bro, and just live life. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. I do that shit all the time. I yeah. do it like maybe shit three times a year mm-hmm. where I just take a, a detox from social media mm-hmm. and just live my life because like, they make, I feel like society makes it seem like you have to have social media right now. And you really don't. Like, what were we doing before social media? Going out, enjoying life. I hear you talk about it on all of your podcasts. Like, it was a point in time where people didn't have their phones down. It would just be this. It, let's, let's sit here and rap, bro. We're going to have a conversation, an intellectual conversation, learn about each other, and just be better overall. Now, you in a group... Yeah, what's up, bro? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> they could just be in their phone. Bro. It's like, come on, man. Like, we here. Like, we here. Let's vibe. Let's connect. Yeah. Like, let's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's the worst I've also spoken about when someone's trying to talk about something that actually fucking matters to them. Yeah. And somebody picks just up their phone and so scrolling. Yeah. And they're just like, yo, but you see this video, though? And you just like. Nigga, I just told you that my grandma died. Yeah, like, what are you? Talking, what are you doing, bro? What are you talking about right now? It's crazy because, and, and and you know, I don't even hold this against him because, again, I'm trying to be cognizant of a, a lot of things. I'm trying to be cognizant of the fact that one, this person's attention is shit to begin with. Yeah. Two, this person may not necessarily feel the most comfortable trying to reach out and have a hard discussion. I know a lot of people that, again, deal with things in a lot of different ways. Sometimes when it comes to speaking about things that are difficult, people just try to laugh and joke their way through it. Yeah, laugh that, through the pain. That's the best that they got. Some people just clam up, don't know what to do. Some mm-hmm. people, if they've got to have that conversation, they just like fiddle with things and look around because they can't, they just can't attack it head on. Right. You know, so so I'm cognizant of these things. Again, everyone is not where I am in that moment and I haven't always been where I am in this moment. Right. So that's fine. I get that. I was talking to a friend of mine about the fact that my grandma had passed. Yeah. And this motherfucker was watching TV as, like, first of all, I should say this person called me to talk about it. I didn't go out of my, they called me to talk to me about it. And they were, like, it was FaceTime and they were watching TV 
as they were talking about it. And I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm having the conversation, but I'm also just like, all right, man, like I, I, I get what's going on here. Yeah, I get it, it's it's fine, but it's also not at the same time. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to remain, you know, uh, conscious of of other people's realities. So I'm like, listen, you called, you had great intentions, mm-hmm. and we're having. A, a you know a, a pseudo conversation about it exactly, and and it also happened with another person of mine. We were on the phone and uh, and he was he was he was he was cooked. He was cooked, yeah. and so that just probably wasn't the time to have the conversation. But he wanted to talk to me about it and was asking me how I was dealing with it. And within my answer, they got distracted with somebody else that was like in the area. Like about, <laughs> I think they were just had, had to pass the blunt or whatever. And they started passing the blunt. And then like, Oh nah. And then, so I just, I didn't let them know of what they did in the moment. And maybe yeah. I should, or maybe I should go back and let them know. Cause they might want to know, yeah. uh, want to know Shiffy P's one of his latest tracks, go check it out. It's on all streaming platforms. Correct. Yes, sir. Yes. And so I, yeah, I just kind of switched the conversation really fast, and clearly they hide and they're yeah, inattentive, yeah, yeah. so they didn't know right. what just took place. So we never even got around to what it was I was talking about. But I should probably hit them back and let them know, and they'll probably know who they are because they actually listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, damn man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, so that does that does happen when people just completely, you know, mindless. But all yeah, right, take that detox. I promise you, detox. it'll. It'll put some some shit in perspective. It was one point, bro, where I didn't have a phone mm. for a year. Oh, no yeah. phone for a year, bro. I was using my mom's phone, uh-huh. emailing only the close people that I needed to. No emailing, phone, emailing, bro. I, I was primitive, bro. <laughs> I was primitive for a year. That's great. I primitive love that. For a year, man. If you fuck with me, I love you, that. You email me. That's fucking yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. You it's like email it's me. because the question: How much do you fuck with me? Like, if you really, really want to get in contact with me, you can. You know how. But you're just going to... That's very true. That's like... That's fucking hilarious. You that's like you bumping, in, you bumping into, like, a mutual friend of somebody. And they're like, yeah, so how's such and such doing? Nigga, you got their number. Why don't you hit them up? Why are you asking me how they doing? That's just, that's like the go-to. I think that's most people's go-to. It's like, Man. yeah, how's so-and-so doing? It's like, nigga, we both right here. Yeah. You asking me about a third party. Like, why? Like, what is this? But... It's just people's comfortability. Like it's like, okay, who do I know that they know? Oh, this person. You spoken to them recently? Like, oh, remember that one time five years ago when we saw each other over at that pizza spot? That was crazy, right? Yeah, yeah man, that shit, that's crazy. Yeah, they do yeah. have good pizza there. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Uh, I would say yes. Take a detox. Try the challenge again. Ch- yeah. Challenge yourself. Also, if you're if you're not going to do that and you want to maybe try that in some form, fashion, but still be able to interact with social media. Mm -hmm. Try to do it in a more mindful way. Yeah. Like stop just the the, the mindless scrolling. scrolling. Look at the things that you're looking at. Like one, who are you follow? Are you just following just people just because they followed you? Are you following them simply because I don't like what are why are you following them? Do you like their content? Do you interact with the content? Do you, is it okay to, here's an, here's some things that I just don't know about social media. I'm just going to start asking people are going to be like, yeah, you're old and washed. I, I'm not necessarily so privy to the rules and regulations of interaction on social media. So for me, 
because I'm a real person. Right. I assume that if we're friends on social media, you don't got to like my shit. I don't have to like it. You don't have to like mine. Right. Like vice versa. I don't have to like yours. You don't have to like mine. Right. If I would like to interact or comment, that's completely cool. And it's not weird. If I want to give you like a personal message, that's not weird. Because if, if it is weird, then we probably just shouldn't be friends on there. Like, I don't, I don't want to have that interaction. Then if like, we're, like these social media friends with these with it with a smaller list of appropriate interactions. Right. I don't really want to do that. Where it's like it's okay for me to like this, but I I can't like too many because then I'm, maybe I'm weird yeah. or I'm doing too much. It's sort of like me telling you that I enjoy the Stilo story and that I know all the lyrics. Some people might be like, "Nigga, that's dick sucking." Nah. Right. So yeah. So I don't really know about these rules and regulations. I just know about speaking what's true to me. Yeah. So I, that's how it should be, bro. People come up with all these fucking rules and regulations. <laughs> like it's it's just dumb. You can't show somebody some love. If you show somebody love, you're a dick rider. If you don't like some something that somebody does, you're a hater. hater. You're a hater. So it's hard to win, bro. Yeah, that's it's what I'm hard saying. to win. I feel like. And once again, it just comes with your intentions. Mm-hmm. If if what you're saying is how you really feel, then that's just what it is. But if you're just saying it to try to knock somebody, then you know that's that's a problem on your end. Oh yeah, no, nah, that's super no, nah, that's super crazy. Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm definitely not on social media. I have a hard time. I leave good in it. Maybe it shouldn't be this way. I leave good reviews for restaurants and places of yeah. such sorts that I've been to, especially if the service is great. I met right. someone awesome there, the food was awesome. But I don't leave bad reviews. And maybe yeah. I should keep it real on both sides. I don't know. I just know that I don't leave bad reviews. For I respect I just, that. I just yeah. don't go back. I respect that. Yeah. I, I just don't go back. One and done. Yeah, yeah. That's all. One I just you, you just got my money that one time. You hit a lick on me. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You just won't get it again. That's fine. Facts. So when it comes to artistry or anything like i'm just i'm not leaving bad comments like i'm not yeah. i'm not i just won't interact with it same but i'm not gonna go on and comment Nigga, that like, shit sucks <laughs> that shit is poop yeah like there is a when keeping it real goes wrong yeah like, like that's a fact like there's just sometimes it's just like keeping it there's a, it's just unnecessary yeah it's just keeping it too some real. things like, don't some things to, don't need to be said yeah like, you know? Yeah, I just won't. If you notice that I commented on these types of things and I like these things, but then I just say nothing about this, there you go. That's it. There you go. That's it. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not doing that. That's, that's kind of crazy. But <laughs> it's also interesting to me, people that, <laughs> that just put out, now again, I was this person at some point in time. I'm certain if you go back far enough, you can find some pictures of me. Just flicking the camera off. Oh, yeah. And some shit like that. Typical nigga shit. I'm certain of it. Interesting enough to me when people get older and Mm -hmm. they're they're like their late 20s, early 30s, and their screen names and and, and their screen names. I'm definitely old as fuck. Shizzin' it shot. That was me. Putting up my way message. Yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> yes sir you had to let niggas know you was leaving yeah right. yeah i'm about to go drink some kool-aid real quick i'll be back to the computer screen in about 30 seconds <laughs> yeah we old yo aim was dope man i used AIM to love shit. aim so much AIM was the little shit. chat rooms and shit hell yeah but yeah but people's just what are their handles or whatever their profile names just being shit like Fuck the haters, fuck you too, or 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't shit, bitch. Like, like <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm like, bro, I can't interact with your page. Yeah. Like, just just off the simple fact that you are 35 uh-huh. with chill with chill <laughs> with with three children and your name is fuck you, bitch. Like, I'm like, yo, I can't. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, what is what's what's happening? Yeah, man. I can't call it, bro. That's like me though. I never really put my real name on social media. I just make up dumbass names. Yeah. I think right now my IG name is Father Third Good. You know, I just make up dumb shit. Father Third Good. Father Third Good, man. That's that's who I am. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, so my yeah, so pretty much my my recommendation accompanying your recommendation is yeah. if you're going to do it just interact mindfully with the stuff that's going that's going on your pages. Agreed. Just, yeah, that's on that's on your feed. Again, to me, you are feeding yourself with the feed, right? So it's just is it is it clean eating? Mm-hmm. Is it junk food? Mm-hmm. What what are you how what are you ingesting? What are you digesting? It matters. Very true. That's that's all I got on that. Uh, I do I do ask that everybody that comes here on the Any Last Word Pod leave, as you know, with some. Some last words for the oh, people. For so, sure. if, so if you have nothing else that you would like to speak about in particular, Man. we can we can get into these I last say, words. Uh, so. My last words to everybody is uh, be grateful, man. It's a lot of shit that's going on out in this world. A lot of problems, a lot of issues. Um, if you think you have it bad, somebody probably has it way worse than you. Um, that's one thing that I'm realizing being in Seattle, like it's a lot of uh like heroin addicts and homeless people. So mm. like down my strip, I live on a strip called Broadway. So it's like I drive down the strip, I see people laying on boxes with a bunch of blankets on, just sleeping in front of stores. You know what I'm saying? It'd be cold as shit outside. Mm. Like they just out there, bro. Mm. Just, just out there trying to find a way, just man. Battling so, the yeah, elements. Yeah. So definitely be grateful, man, because it could be worse. Mm. Appreciate your blessings. Good song as well, and I shared it with some friends. Grateful of yours. Oh, appreciate. Featuring it. who's it? Lucy is that? Shout how you out, Miss Lucy, man. Yeah, I've known her for a minute. We used to work at Burger King together. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's what you that's did. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you had the Burger King plug that you said before. <laughs> I was the plug. <laughs> do, do you still have like a fast food place? Where, like no. Oh, okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if man, you. If I you have Chick-fil-A, a cheat day, Chick Fil A every now and right, then. Right, right, right. But other than that, you won't catch me at McDonald's. None of that shit. The McDonald's, yeah, Wendy's, Wendy's, Burger King, nah. Taco Bell. Yo, the one that killed me was Captain D's. I think. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No. No. When, when I say when I say killed me, I never went there. Oh. I'm, okay. I'm about to say <laughs> no. Yo, boy. But, but that's what I'm saying. The fact that Captain D's is a fucking place. Like, yeah. I never was able to, like, mentally process the idea of fast food seafood. Yeah, like Long John Silver's type yeah, shit. Long John Silver's, yeah. Captain D's. I'm like, yeah, yo. My aunt used to crush uh, Captain D's. Yeah? yeah. Man. Fast food like, Shaw, you want some Captain D's? <laughs> no, thank you, auntie. I do not. I do not want no Captain D's at all. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. But what? But back in the day, what was your thing from Burger oh, King? Oh man, double stacker. Okay, um, that was like a double patty, uh, bacon, thousand dollars dressing. Mm. That shit was fire. They had the rodeo burgers. Mm. That was like a a cheeseburger with onion rings and barbecue sauce. 
Um, this stuff is just crack. chicken fries, bro. You remember the chicken fries in Burger King? No. Oh, yeah. wait, I may have. The little chicken fries, that was it. I mean, oh, shit. When I used to eat pork, they did come out with ribs one time, mm. and those things was hidden. <laughs> I put it on everything, bro. Burger King had ribs, and they were fire. Oh, and it wasn't even like like McDonald's does the mick Nah, the like, mick It was just it was ribs, a rack bro. of ribs. Just yeah, like, little bite-sized jumps. Yeah, <laughs> and them shits was fire. Fire. Yo, this all this stuff, and this is what's this is what's terrible about it is yeah. you can as we're talking about it, and we probably just did this podcast just justice, or be uh, because people are gonna hear this stuff. They're gonna hear our sultry voices yeah, saying these things. This is gonna this is gonna act like as marketing. They're gonna be like, damn. I need matter of fact, let me go grab this shit. <laughs> right I now. do remember them yeah, chicken oh, fries. Oh, that thousand island dressing. Oh, I can uh, taste yeah. the grease pouring out. I can taste Man, it. Man, the I flame can, broiledness. The the char. Man. The char on the top. I can feel the sesame seeds on the top of the bun right now. Don't do it so the cheese melting all over. The, the crispy it, so. bacon. Man. Mm, the the, the sauteed onions. Woo. Don't do it. Mine was I would go anywhere and get the biggest of anything. Okay. If it was McDonald's, I'm going. I'm at getting a quarter pounder. It, well, I th- did they have the double quarter pounder? They did have a double. Shit. Then that's what it is. <laughs> My like, heart hurts just as, thinking as, about as, that. At shit. one point, I'm like, yo, do y'all just got the pounder? <laughs> like, I don't want the double. The trip. I want the pound. Like, how many patties can y'all put on here? Bro, in the days where I was, because I don't smoke anymore, yeah. but the days where I was getting hella yeah. hot, there's the no, there's no undefeated. undefeated, undefeated, bro, undefeated. You couldn't stop me. Yeah, I, undefeated, bro. There was a point in time when I went somewhere with my, oh my god, Nick. Shout out to Nick. Nick, I know you listen to this. Where it would be, I think I went. And I got the double quarter pounder. I was super hot. I think mm-hmm. I like hit the bong. And the bones just go straight, yeah. like don't get me crazy. And I had got like two, two double cheeseburgers and a large fry and a large Eminem McFlurry. There's no Ooh. reason why anybody should eat all that in one all sitting. of that yeah. in one that sitting. Was me, man, too. I was addicted to McDonald's, bro. Like crazy thing is, I work at. I was addicted to fast food. Mm. I work at Burger King. Eat Burger King food. It's a McDonald's directly across the street. On my lunch break, I would go eat McDonald's and then come back and eat Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem, bro. Like, people don't understand. Fast food is really addictive. Yeah. Like, it's it really crack, is. Yeah. Bro. It really is. It's crack. Yeah. Fuck all that now. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. You, you just got to, because people think that. Like you or I might just be eating deer food, yeah. and it's not because if you don't know, you just don't, don't know. know. Yeah. So you thinking like, oh, I just gotta eat fucking like spinach leaves and cranberries. Yeah, nah, like yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. They don't know that you can make stuff that tastes amazing. Fire. And I just heard you got that air fryer, bro. Boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did not know, man. I did not know. My sister got me hip in two thousand what. 17 and I've been on it since. Yep. Keep everything nice and crispy and juicy on the the inside. Wings still hit. Yeah. You know, sometimes no no funny shit. Fucking the juice be spraying out of that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I said no funny shit, you know. It's 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 great, man. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. 
Uh, and and also before I give my last words on that same note, when I was talking about the feed, like yeah. your like your social media feed, I had a friend asking me. She was like, I I don't understand why there's so much great, fulfilling, substantial content out there mm-hmm. that, but people would choose to, to just go to go go listen to the negative or a bunch of the bullshit that doesn't teach you anything or give yeah. you any any insight to anything and i'm like oh that's so adorable of you yeah you, you remember that thing called fast food it's the same thing man it just it's just easy it's just right there right, and yeah. it's everywhere mm-hmm. it's on every corner you look and it's and it's right there and it's cheap you can yep. get through it in 30 seconds or a minute if we're talking about some tiktoks or whatever the fuck it is yep. it's just it's just easy it's easily done there's no work that goes into it at all. So the same way that you see people not going and getting the salads and with just, you know, some chicken breasts and yeah. some some healthy things. Like Jessica was on here. Yeah, shout out Jessica, man. For sure. And she talked, I was asking her what she was eating. She was like, things where you you can look at it and it's just one that ingredient. raw thing. It's one yeah, ingredient. One ingredient. You know exactly what that thing is. This mm-hmm. is quinoa. This is rice. Yeah. This is chicken. This is a green bean. Yeah. This is asparagus. This is a spinach leaf. This is a fish. Like, yeah. easy. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. So, and, and Ryan was on that too, clearly. He's a mm-hmm. clean eater now. He was talking about, well, are you here to, to eat to live or to live yeah, to, to eat? eat. Like what do we? Key. What's more important to you? What are we doing Man. here? So we've talked a lot about mouth pleasure on Man, this podcast. I, Ryan was working at Burger King with me too <laughs> at one point. Man, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we came a long came way. Came out the trenches together. A long way, man. Shout yeah. out that man. Yeah. So so yeah. Another thing, if I I've had another recommendation on here for people, as I've already made on here before. You can take the social media cleanse. Yep. You can just try to interact with social media a little bit more mindfully, if you will, yep. taking a look into the things that you really want to look into, not just scrolling because you find yourself bored. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about boredom on here. That's yeah. just that's just its own paradox. So I don't even know how you truly cure that. Mm-hmm. Um because you may just truly be a boring person in a sense if you find yourself constantly bored. Facts. You know what I mean? It's just again. Not it's it's more so the way that you're interacting with the world than it is the way that the world is set up, <laughs> you know. So that's so that's an interesting paradox. I don't know how to cure. Um, and then also when it when it comes to digesting information and looking for content, it doesn't mean always run to the any last words pod. Yeah, but it just just run to l- the any last words. Pod. <laughs> I, I highly recommend. Yeah, it. I'll let someone else say yeah, that. I can do I that. Highly recommend it. Uh, but just just try to find something that can that gives you the best of both worlds. Maybe find some stuff that that's funny, but also informational yeah. and and insightful, spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, whatever whatever it is that you that you're finding yourself really looking for in a superficial shallow way right. with other things i don't know talk to some people google is always available try to find something that's a bit more substantial click in whatever it is that you like click in maybe the word like mindfulness before that word mm. and maybe you'll find something that has a bit more depth to it yes sir listen to that man so my last words for the people one thank you nah thank you for coming 
Thank you, brother. Long awaited. Yeah. Oh, can I say one story, bro? Oh, yeah, for sure. Go? A thousand percent. My girl gonna be mad at me because I'm I'm a little late, but this this had to be done. I'm sorry, babe. But <laughs> you and I met a long time ago. Okay. Um, we were dating two ladies that were friends. Oh my god. And we uh we were hanging out at the infamous um Sumner Lake. Pond. I'm not going to say those ladies' names. Okay, okay. Is this ringing a bell? <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, I meant to bring this up this earlier is in the podcast, because bro. Be, this is funny because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't quite stamp exactly I when we it. met, but I do know that there was a whole lot of like, like the fast life birth back yeah. in the day with Henry and Buck and everybody was rapping together, and you were affiliated with yeah. a lot of the music going on then. So I knew we saw each other and. And coming and goings back then. Yeah. Okay. So a long time ago, you and I were dating two ladies and they are friends. They were friends. They were yeah. friends. And we met. Okay. And we're going to definitely talk about this all of it for yeah. a second. That is hilarious because this is ringing a bell. I just, <laughs> I just can't be, I just can't be certain who it is, who it yeah. is because I dated a few people over the course of the years. Oh, and, for sure. And, I, and, and especially, it's funny because we're talking about as being a young kid, yeah. doing things within your means, right? Mm-hmm. Like Sweetwater Tavern. Yeah, that Center was out of the budget. <laughs> 18, that's out of the budget, shot. Yeah. So Sumner Lake was the place to um, take man, girls. You get a nice little walk, hold a hand. You might get a little kiss. You know what I'm saying? Easy. That was it. Yeah, Beautiful. That's it. So, so I, needless to say, I had taken quite a few people to okay. that location. So yeah, we're gonna get into this. All right, episode 102 of the Any Last Words Pod. Hey man, everybody be safe, man. Be safe. Be out safe. There. Take care yourself. In the moment. And maybe I should, or maybe I should go back and let them know because they might want to know. Yeah. Uh, want to know? Shifty P's one of his latest tracks. Go check it out. It's on all streaming platforms, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Niggas wanna know what I'm about. I watch your mother just go through it. Then I fell asleep on the couch. That made the heathen come out. I was blessed with a reason to shout. You did not hit my phone through the struggle. So why I'm not needing you now? The weather is hot, my season is present. I look in the mirror, it keep my reflection. She on my jock, but I do not sweat it. Cause when I bust it, I'ma get this shit wetter. Told these niggas get their music together. Beat the flu on me and sue with the cheddar. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever. I thank God that I'm healthy, nigga. Toss me the hoop and I slam, boy I bought with the bats and this is my building So bitch, on the landlord, whoa Boy, I'm the king with the flows I heard that you think you the greatest It's false information, you play with your nose I got an A for this mode It's all that I need, I still remain focused The mission to go triple platinum But learn from my family to still keep it golden Man, I cannot even hold you I got the bloodline of a soldier Chillin' with Rue and a Rover That was back in Arizona now it's my time that I shine, a glass full of wine, it's here for the culture I told him that if the girl fine, and she hit my line, and cookie love smoking I'm not a rookie, this brochure I see that you look and take notice Cause I'm on my way, Ashen Roaches Making bangers that cause a commotion You think you can rap, I'm the coldest, I goin' Yeah, niggas wanna know what I'm